Howdy yokes! Before we get started today, we just want to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by you! We want to build this thing to be as big as it can be. More episodes, merchandise, events, giveaways, you name it. But we can't do it alone. If you enjoy this episode or any of our episodes, head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash bacon and eggs and consider checking out some of the great reward tiers we've got set up over there or making a donation of any kind. We want to keep this podcast free and available for everyone. So if you have a couple bucks to spare, anything goes a long way. And we could really use your help to make this podcast the best it can possibly be. So thank you for donating and thank you even more for listening. All right. Howdy, Yokes, and welcome back to Big and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And we're coming to you live from a long, long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. To bring you our take on some of everyone's favorite movies. That's right. We're talking Star Wars. So get your lightsabers ready. <laughs> And couch your midichlorians, because we've got a very special guest today. For Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Our guest today is a known person from the internet, Seamus Gorman, everybody! Hello, I'm Seamus Gorman from the YouTube channel called Seamus Gorman. Yeah. Seamus, I don't think I've ever said your last name out loud. It felt weird coming out on Did it? (laughs) We we here in America hit that R way harder than he does. Yeah, he said Gorman. Gorman! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Gore man. Oh, uh, Seamus, uh, you you're from the YouTube channel, uh, Seamus Gorman. Yeah. You do uh, you do a lot of Disney stuff, but as far as I've been able to tell, and I could just be totally mistaken, you've never talked to Star Wars on your I've channel. I've discussed it briefly, briefly, okay. like three videos or something. But it, it, it isn't something I talk about much. No, you're correct in that. Well, <laughs> well, we're super happy to have you here to talk Star Wars. I hope that you've got some. Uh, I hope that you're as excited about it as we are. We're very, very happy to have you. I'm on very here. excited. That's, Super happy you came on. Like Ethan said, we're talking about Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith today. Uh, this movie came out on May 15th, 2005. That was 5,767 days ago. Uh, Ethan, what kind of budget were we working on in this one? That was made with a $113 million budget, which is like a little bit smaller than the last one, about $2 million. Yeah, that sounds like nothing. But it did make money. It came out with $848.8 million. And it is the first of the Star Wars movies, no, second Star Wars movie we reviewed that is certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes with a 79% critic rating and a 65% audience rating and a 68 on Metacritic, which beats a lot of the Marvel movies we did. Yeah, that's surprising wow. for Metacritic. Yeah, I'm very shocked that they liked it. Um, Real quick, we're going to give a couple reviews of these movies. Or yeah, movie. so yeah, we, like we said in the past couple weeks, we like to do a positive review and a negative review. Uh, our positive review on this movie was actually surprisingly simple to find. I thought this was going to be much more of a challenge. Uh, but this one comes to us uh, from the internet, and it just disappeared off my screen. Well, I have it. Here we go. I've got it right here. Okay, okay so this, this is the positive review. Uh, Lucas finds a very creative contrast of life, life and death as Anakin Skywalker's death leads to the birth of Darth Vader in a black and shadowy operating table compared to Padme's dying moments leading to the birth of a new hope. Throughout the darkness of the second half, Sith leaves us with a promising note that Palpatine's reign of terror is possibly finally coming to an end. Sith may not satisfy prequel critics convinced Lucas ruined their childhood for not telling his story in the way they wanted, but it's a spectacular outing in the traditional Star Wars fashion. This one definitely doesn't disappoint. 10 out of 10. Wow. That's Ethan, what are you, 10 out of 10 10 strong. out of 10. Yeah, like... That's high praise. <laughs> That is high praise. And uh, this comes to us again from Lyle's Movie Files, who we used last week as well. Um, I really like his reviews. <laughs> I can't believe that I got 10 out of 10 review. Like, 10 out of 10. Right, like, it's good. It's it, not... It, I, yeah, it's my favorite of the prequels, but 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> That's high praise. Yeah. 
a surprise to be sure, but but a welcome one. Yes. Okay, I've got a negative review of this movie as well, and it comes from Ken Tucker over at New York Magazine. And it says, Revenge of the Sith cannot be faulted for lacking surprises. After all, it's a movie devoted not to startling twists, but to answering the questions that came before, and according to its timeline, after. It feels like watching the careful lowering of a gigantic puzzle piece that completes the big picture. Star Wars itself, finally, now and forever, the great saga as a child's enterprise. A saggy, baggy, elephant of empire, conquest, and Burger King scratch-off promotional coupons. Last week I won a free milkshake. May the fries be with you. That doesn't sound like a scathing review. That sounds like still some high praise. He called it saggy. He did call it saggy, but he also says it feels like a gigantic puzzle piece that completes I don't think picture. that's a good thing. Really? I don't think it's a good thing. Maybe I'm wrong, I, but I think this. I think it did that until Rogue One came out. And now it's like I've got a lot more questions. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, let's let's, let's move on. Yeah, uh, Seamus, uh, you're our guest this week. I definitely want you to feel free to input as much as you can. Okay. Um, but I, I want to ask you real quick, just as a you know, as a movie person involved in the entertainment industry, uh, what is a movie in your top ten favorite films that might surprise people? Ooh, Monsters University. Really? Yeah. Really? I prefer it to Monsters Inc. No, you don't. I do. Oh my god. So yeah, and Monsters Inc. was one of the first films I ever saw in cinema. So like, but yeah, I don't know. I really liked it. I remember going to see it and. Yeah, that's in my top 10, definitely. Um, another surprising one might be Captain America, the Winter Soldier. I don't know, that's a good one. If that's... That doesn't surprise us okay, at this okay, point. Okay. After we, okay. So we Monsters just blasted through the entire Marvel series? The, the and, yeah. Yeah, no, that I would say that's my favorite Marvel film. So. Oh, of course it is. Of it's course a, it it's is. a lot of people's. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm glad I'm not alone not in that. Ours. You're not alone in that. <laughs> uh, awesome, awesome. Well, let's go ahead and uh, let's get started on the... On the review, uh, if you want to start with some overarching thoughts, or if you want to dive into the plot, what would you like to do? We can start with overarching thoughts. Uh, I I agree with uh, with Ken Tucker on this. Is it, I thought this movie was it was a lot better than let's let's just say it was a lot better than the last two. I agree. Uh, which were abysmal, pretty much. Uh, yeah. Especially now that I've seen a real movie again and can remember what a movie should kind of feel like. And I'm saying this uh, for this movie. It was it was definitely not as bad as the rest of them. Uh, it still struggled to make dialogue happen properly somehow. Here's, it did some weird things yeah. with delivery. Go ahead, Chance. I, I was going to say, because like, I watched it last night, and the one thing I kept thinking was there were so many times where you could tell the actors were clearly acting, and you didn't feel like they were in their character. I was like, that's just clearly a line that's been written that doesn't really fit. I, yeah. And I kept thinking that so many times. I was like, yeah, that just didn't really fit, did it? And I, I feel like that that added on to your point. But <laughs> well, And that's what we've yeah. been saying about the past two movies as well in this series, is that like it felt like somebody took a fantasy novel and adapted it directly to like a TV show or a movie without ever letting a screenwriter touch it. Yeah. Okay, it's I can just that. dialogue that doesn't work in real life. It's not how people talk to each other. Mm. Well, and now that now that we've got Seamus on from across the pond, I noticed this, and I've never seen anybody make this complaint. Maybe I was just listening for it, but did anybody else catch that it sounded like there were times where Anakin almost leaned into like a a British accent, but not really? I did, did you guys catch? I didn't catch that. No. <laughs> It felt like, he, obviously he couldn't do it, and I don't think that it was, like, written for him to do it, but I think he was, like, saying some line that was, like, really dramatic or evil or whatever. And you know when you do that, you have to say it. Like, if you've ever watched Lord of the Rings, everybody's got English accents or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
same with Harry Potter. So, yeah, yeah, so it sounds like when he's trying to lean into it, he does like he puts on this voice that's not his and it's not Anakin's. It's just like this weird, I don't know, epic sounding, but like poorly done thing. I don't know. <laughs> you will try. Me. You will try. Yeah. He's like, I can't like when he's talking to Padme at the end, he's like, only my new powers can do I don't know how I don't even know how he does it. It's not good though. It's, it's not good. Hayden Hayden I almost called him Haydenson. Hayden Christensen's delivery continues to underwhelm at every turn. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I did think, I will say, there's like, like I've watched this series a bunch of times, and this particular time watching these these prequel movies, I've caught more than ever before that there is a really interesting arc going on with Palpatine's character. Like, they're about, it's like an origin story for the, for the Supreme Chancellor. Yeah. And like, Anakin happens to be happening while that's happening. Yeah, I agree. It's the with way that. that I almost see these. Yeah, it's, right? it's more of a Palpatine origin story than a Anakin origin story. I get that right. completely. Right, and we see like the big moments in Palpatine's life are like meeting Anakin and like noticing that Anakin killed the Tusken Raiders and like telling Anakin to kill Count Dooku. And you know, uh, to me, it feels like because like what's happening in Anakin's life is just placeholder kind of events, you know. Because if you watch any of the animated series or read any of the like can- canonical books between these, it, like none of these adventures are particularly epic compared to all the other things they do. Mm. Their lives are constantly like this. Yeah, <laughs> that's got to be exhausting. I know, right? Like, <laughs> that's the, that's the sit- life of a Jedi, though, isn't it? It's got to be terrible. (laughs) Yeah, that is the life of the Jedi. Um, Because you got to think, like, there's no way that... Like, if I'm Anakin and Padme comes up to me and she's like, let's go retire on Naboo at our young age, I'll be like, let's do that. (laughs) This whole Jedi thing is exhausting. I get that. Oh, man. But yeah, I I like Palpatine's story. I think this movie, more than than Attack of the Clones... when it comes down to it, this movie is by far the most watchable. Like, I had to split it up into two parts because I was busy last night, so I had to watch the first half last night and the second half today. Um, and I, like, didn't want to turn it off. Like, I was, like, enjoying it that much. I, I, My thing with Palpatine is that there are two things, really, for me. Because the whole thing of him being Darth Sidious was meant to be a big reveal, but but it, it wasn't at all, really. I, I didn't feel yeah, I, no. I, Even watching that for the first time, I can't remember watching it for the first time, but I don't think that would have been a big reveal. I, it, it's so obvious. Obvious. It's right. It, in yeah, front of you. it was. It was very obvious. Yeah, and, right. And then also the big thing I noticed, and I forgot about. Well, I didn't forget about it, but like you kind of gloss over it after watching the originals. He he uses a lightsaber a lot, and in one of the originals he says like filthy Jedi weapon. It's not directly that or something to like Luke Skywalker or something in Re- Return of the Jedi. And then he goes and uses a lightsaber himself, and it's like what, why? He is not very good with it. Yeah, I thought that yeah. was an interesting choice. Like, if you watch the fight with him and Mace Windu, I, I don't know if it's because Samuel L. Jackson and the guy that plays Palpatine, who I can't think of the name of right now, are just older. But like clearly they did for the Anakin Obi Wan fight. There was a lot of choreography and it was extremely physical, and they like really got into it. Like you know, you can watch all the backlogs of footage. They practice like forty hours a week getting this fight down. And when you watch the Palpatine Windu fight, it just looks labored, almost like like the um, Vader Luke fight in Empire, where it's like, you know, the, the lightsaber almost looks heavy. You know, it's fast, and it's much faster than any of the original trilogy fights. Yeah. But it's it still looks a lot labored compared to the other fights in the prequels, if that makes any sense. But yeah, yeah that, that that was the big thing. Like, there's the fight at the end between Anakin and Obi Wan, and it just completely undermines their their fight in A New Hope. Like, it makes it just look like they aged like fifty years or something in between them. Yeah, and I, right. I don't know if that was intentional, but like they they overdid it almost. 
Well, and Ty and I were talking about this earlier today, but like, if if Darth Vader didn't have all of his limbs cut off, man, he would have whipped Luke Skywalker's butt. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, he would have been so doing. Because like, that's the whole thing is the Darth Vader suit. Is he's in constant pain. Mm. Like the the reason that he because he is. The chosen one, right? He is more powerful than any Jedi or Sith to have ever lived. So there's no reason why he wouldn't have just overthrown Palpatine. Well, it, well that wasn't the reason because he was in the suit, so he was less able than he was before he had his limbs cut off. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's what I'm saying is like, he is in constant torture. Yeah. Like, I think the reason Palpatine went to save him was because he knew he could now control him. Yeah. Because... Because Anakin says to Padme, you know, my new empire, I'll overthrow Darth Sidious. And I think Sidious hears that and is like, no, no, you're not going to nope. do that. Nope. Yeah. yeah. So Your new empire. Get, get beaten. <laughs> <laughs> my allegiance is to the Republic. <laughs> <laughs> to democracy. <laughs> Oh, you you and McGregor in that last fight scene, that whole uh, I guess the whole I don't even know what word I'm trying to, use, but the whole th- time they're there for doing that fight it's from pretty the, much the whole third act. Yeah, from the time he gets off the ship to the time in which he walks away from Anakin, goes back and forth between the best acting and the worst acting of the entire trilogy. <laughs> I like some of his lines, his some of his lines are so epically delivered that I'm just like, man, I really felt that. And some of them, I'm like, what, what, what huh? Who are you? I, the way that they talk to each other, like, like Anakin, I, the way I explained it to you, Ethan, was when we were talking about it earlier. It's like when. Because a lot of people complain that he just immediately gives in and is like, you know, I'll do whatever you say, just save Padme. I feel like this whole time, the sort of dark side has just been kind of building out to the point where when he walks in on Mace Windu holding his lightsaber to achieve, it's like a, it's basically a soap bubble. And inside that soap bubble is like Sith rage. And that's the only thing holding it back. And I feel like when it's gone, it's gone. Like he is, there is no remorse left within that man. There is no positive thinking he is immediately the most evil person because if you look at like the way he talks to obi-wan throughout attack of the clones and in this movie he's it's like with a lot of reverence and respect like his biggest confliction is that his good friend palpatine and his good friend obi-wan don't trust each other don't, don't see eye to eye each yeah. Other. Yeah. and i think like just that he's able to go that far into it you know because the one person who does trust him seems to trust both of the other people in in padme and i don't know i feel like it makes sense that he would just immediately give in that much like like anakin is not acting the way a person would act because jedi aren't people they are like controlled by a magical force called the force <laughs> not controlled but like they you know they're everything about them is amplified right and i i fully understand that but the issue is that i think people have with it is the movie does a piss poor job of showing that because that whole transition from him going you know oh I'm gonna tell this this council we're gonna arrest you and he walks out of the chamber to him coming back and seeing Mace Windu standing there with the lightsaber that whole thing is like two and a half minutes of movie yeah he just yeah turns it he no just time. snaps I don't think he snaps I think he already made the decision that he wasn't gonna let Palpatine die that's why he goes and turns him over no I agree with that I'm, I'm saying that the I, that you you very much have credence to it I think the movie could have done a better job of showing that yeah is no, it like for sure because I've seen this movie probably 20 times and like you have to really pay attention to Good the dialogue. Lord. What? You've seen this movie 20 times? I love this movie. <laughs> I had no idea. I love, I love the prequels in general. I'm learning so much about you right now. You've not seen this movie 20 times? Not 20. I've probably Maybe, seen it I would like say more than... six or seven times. Yeah, I'm probably more on that level. <laughs> I'd say more than 10, less than 20. I did have the video game for it for the PS2, and I played that until the disc broke. Yeah, I but, played the video game for it probably more than I watched the film. It was like one of the only good movie-based video games ever. Spider-Man I, f- I felt like some of the Star Wars video, like films in the prequel sense were made for video games. Like that scene in Attack of the Clones. Oh, yeah. Was which, which made. one? 
I, I, the Coliseum. The one I'm thinking of the one where they're going through like I don't know how to describe it. I haven't seen that film in so long, but um, I, there's like a scene where the, I don't know. I I feel like you're on the same page as me. Are you talking about like when they're in the? I, I think there's two scenes you could be referring to. The, the droid factory. The droid factory. Is, that's the one I'm referring to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that could be like an opposite course in a video game. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it just felt like it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And well, the games back then were great. Like, Battlefront was awesome. Battlefront 2 was awesome. Battlefront 2 uh, was a freaking blue disc. Fight me. My PS2 doesn't play blue discs anymore. Well, my... My computer has Battlefront 2. I was on Twitch playing that today. I'm still mad. <laughs> oh, I don't know why they ever did that. No idea. It's a whole different topic. Let's let's um get into the plot. Did you guys read the scrolling text for this movie? Yes. I always read it, even though I've seen them like a hundred times. Yeah, it's I awful. always read it. They're all awful in the prequels. It's so bad. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Is there a... Let me see if I can find it. I Literally... It says, the Republic is crumbling under attacks by the ruthless Sith Lord Count Dooku. That makes sense. There are heroes on both sides. No, there's not. Evil is everywhere. <laughs> I think there's villains on both sides. I think that's what this movie really, like, you got to dig into to see. I think the, one of the problems when watching the prequels is that you, like, implicitly trust the Jedi Order and the Jedi Council, and they're so wrong on so many things. And that they're, they're delving into that so much more now, after The Last Jedi, oh, yeah. at least, which is good. Yeah. So... But what what I didn't what I caught on to with this movie that I didn't really catch on to with the first couple movies is they're trying to make these movies full of reveals. Like yeah. they're trying to they're trying to play this off as if you don't know what's going to happen. And like we deserve better than that. Well, you can obviously know what's going to happen. I think like I this, think I think they did it so wrong. They should have um I don't think they should they cuz they spoiled the big reveal of um Anakin being Vader and being Luke's father, that they should have completely found a way to keep that out. So not reveal Anakin to be Vader. Right, that's what I'm saying is like- Cause- I don't know. Cause then, then you can watch it through from one to six and that can still be a big reveal by episode five. Right, it's like you can't watch, and, and I never, I never really thought about it, I guess, cause I've never necessarily watched them in like machete order or whatever it's called. But yeah, you can't mm. watch them one to six. Not if you've never seen them before. Yeah. Well, it's just not a mystery then. Right. Well, it just, that ruins all of but four and you're, five. You're sitting through four. Like, does this, why did Obi-Wan say Luke's father was dead? And it's confusing because well, that's the, the way I watched it through the first time. He is the Anakin Skywalker's dead. Yeah, my understanding is that Anakin Skywalker is no more. I, but, I get what he means, um, but like from a perspective, you're like he's still alive. Oh, for sure, he's living on. Right. For sure, like, but they, there is still like, <laughs> the guy who is my father is still breathing. Yeah, right? but it's like. I noticed it in the crawl of this movie because I wrote down, so Chancellor Palpatine has been captured. I'm making air quotes here. You can't see them because mm. it's audio. I'm making air quotes. <laughs> and it's like the, the crawl even is trying to tell us like, oh yeah, the Chancellor's been captured by General Grievous. And I'm like, the Chancellor willingly got on a ship. Mm. Like, yeah. I know what's up here. And I knew it was up here when I was 12. Like, <laughs> I actually think that first scene, the, all the bit from saving Palpatine other than the like fight with Dooku I think that was the worst bit I think that was the bit I was most bored during and then after that I was fine yeah There's I would the agree fight with that Dooku but and then I, I I don't really understand what Grievous is or Grievous is at all he's like a robot that coughs to yeah, my they, knowledge well, there's like a living <laughs> being in there yeah. Well, there's not a living being. There's a, like a heart in there. I think. No, there's eyes too. There's like a. There's a. There's some sort of being because he has real eyes. Yeah. It's. I think what happened with Grievous was like George Lucas was like, you know, people have been writing all these stories about Star Wars, and we call that canon. I think I'm gonna like borrow from that and put it into the movie. Mm. 
but he forgot to give it like, an origin. Right, and Grievous, and he did the same thing with Maul and stuff, but now they're talking about General Grievous like it's a character you should know a lot Right, about. it's like he, mm. he's introducing the crawl, like, General Grievous is captured, and I'm like, who? And then he walks <laughs> in, and I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah. <clears throat> and I still didn't even know until Viceroy Gunray's like, General Grievous, uh, you have uh, captured Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, I, I, if I didn't know going into the film who General Grievous is, because, like, you obviously know you recognize the character once you've seen it a few times, but like I would have had no idea like who that weird robot guy was. And like they could have, I mean, they, they had the same problem with Dooku, where they were like, like if you're not really paying attention, you're like, who is Darth Tyrannus? Is that the same as Count Dooku? Count Dooku sounds like an evil name already. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, yeah. Like you don't need a Sith name if your name is Count. <laughs> you're still stuck on this. <laughs> I, it just doesn't make any sense. Seamus hasn't heard this joke. I don't know if he listens to the show, but that, that episode's not even live. Yeah, no, yeah, but uh, I, uh, I edited it last night listening to you talk about this exact thing. <laughs> Wait, so Count Dooku, you, is his, he got another name then? He, yeah, so his, like, from my understanding, his birth name is Count Dooku, and then his, like, That's Darth like, Sidious' assigned wait, name. his parents Count named is his him first Count. Name? That's my understanding. I thought it was like, like an Obi-Wan Kenobi kind name. Because they get themselves cooler names once they become Jedi, right? I don't know. I, that I couldn't answer. I didn't. I just made that up. But, um, <laughs> well, like Ben uh, Kenobi. Jo Jonathan Carlin will disagree with you strongly on this. What? Uh, as to whether or not uh, Jedi pick their own names. Do okay. you have thoughts on this? I, I almost got left in a parking garage because of this. <laughs> I mean, Jonathan doesn't have strong opinions on many things. But if you do get... You know, if you disagree with him on the wrong thing. He turned. He literally turned around to me and went, no. I was like, all right. This is in Charleston. I was like, okay, guess So not. you think, so I'm confused. So does this mean, yes, his name is Obi-Wan? Like his parents were like, your name is Obi. I'm guessing. But I, I thought his, na what, his name's Ben Kenobi. No, his name's oh, not Ben Oh, did he ben change Kenobi. his name to Ben Kenobi? I think, yeah, I think Ben is a... Oh, a... I thought he was named Ben Kenobi and he changed no, it to no, Obi-Wan. No. Oh, I'm just mistaken then. Then, oh, okay. His parents did no, name yeah, him Calvin. He was writing fan fiction as Ben Kenobi, and then he just adopted the name. Oh, yeah, I see. episode four. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like Dooku is his only name. He's Darth Tyrannus. Right, but, like, I don't think he has a last name or a first name. So is Darth yeah. his, like, Darth name? Is that a thing? His Sith name? Darth is, yeah, the Sith name. Okay. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's like the mark of a Sith general. But I think, Darth. yeah, this, the Star Wars, the Wikipedia article I just read just said his name was Dooku. Okay. Like, no, e either no first name or no last. He's not like George Dooku. So I think George is probably his name. I made the same joke last week. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, Seamus, I agree 100% with you, though. That whole first scene, like, until they get off, until Anakin lands General Grievous' ship, I was, like, kind of bored with the movie. Yeah. And there's one really, like, awkward sequence where Obi-Wan won't stop talking over the communicator, and, like, R2's trying to hide from the, the droids, and he's just like, R2, 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 come in, R2, R2 come in, R2, there? R2, are you there? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, dude, shut up. Not only is that annoying, he does another thing that's annoying, where they're like, they get caught in the ray shields, he just looks at it like you could tell the writers were like, we got nothing. We got absolutely nothing here because they get caught in the ray shields and he looks at Anakin and he goes, wait, what's the, we're smarter than this. Like, <laughs> I did laugh out loud. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like how did this happen? We're smarter than this. I was like, that's, there's no creativity to that at all. You could have just said, ah, oh, 
blast ray shields yeah. and then boom i did see a funny meme the other day where somebody superimposed like uh uh ray from the force awakens onto the ray shield <laughs> honestly honestly the best things about this film were the memes that came out of it oh my gosh seamus clearly you must follow us on twitter I, I've, no. I've known <laughs> i've known about the memes long before i you started posting them on twitter though. like they're just oh same the, but... the whole the whole like um, I've got the high ground. Just, hello there. Hello, hello there. there. <laughs> yeah, honestly. What an absurd line, in and out of context. It, yeah, it, it was one of those, again, those lines where it's like the writing just made it seem like it felt so out of place. Like, I, I, would you... I just... I was like, why would he say that? <laughs> right, the, like, I feel like they try to portray Obi-Wan as this sort of, like, the Doctor-type character, like, from Doctor Who, where, like, he'll just solve everything with diplomacy. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why in these prequels the droids don't just open fire, ever. Yeah, They are literally robots. The droids are the worst. The droids are the worst. Like, this man them. just dropped down, and, like, the pride of General Grievous is the reason that they're not just straight up murdering this guy. I just don't buy it. <laughs> Yeah, they, they're, they, I, I do, 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 does a droid kill anyone of, of, of note in any of the films? I don't think so. Like, I literally think they, they were just there, so you, they, as, like, the easy people to kill in the game. It's, so what Palpatine is doing is he's, like, shuffling a deck, is sort of the way I see it, where he's got, like, the droids attack, and they fight the clones who are better, but then the clones have to fight the rebels who are better, but then... The rebels have to fight the stormtroopers who are better. And, like, it's all just by Palpatine just being like, how many people can I kill if I start things with a droid army? Right, and that's the thing is, like, well, not even that. He's got these two completely dispensable armies. <clears throat> like, the clones don't count. They're not really people, as we've seen. Right. Like, mm, or that's, be... the, that's the argument they're making is that they can just grow more of them. It's not a big deal. Um, right. And, and they're and, based on a bounty hunter. Right. Like... And the droids are obviously just parts. They're made in this weird lava planet, which we spend way Genesian too many... factory. Way too many time... Or way too much time in both... Both of these last two movies on lava planets, like different lava planets. Geonosis is not a lava planet. Yeah, it is. I think it's just a planet, like all planets, that has lava in it. Whatever. It's it's a lot of lava. I think I think it's just molten metal. I think they're making Whatever. that in the factory. Whatever. It looks the same. Anyway. He's got these two completely dispensable armies, and he's just playing them at each other to make it look like there's a war. Yeah, so that he can get elected into power. It's some Frank Underwood right, stuff. Right, it's like nobody's yeah. actually dying. It's like nobody's really at risk. It's clones versus droids, and they're just, after the first movie, at least, they're just battling each other. It's genius, though. Yeah. Oh, oh no, Palpatine is genius. Yeah, he's a, he's a tactical mastermind, and that is completely, like, I didn't catch it really until this time watching it. Is that, like, his, yeah, like, like we were saying, this is his origin story, and his overarching taking over the world is brilliant yeah i concur right and that's and she even says it this is how liberty dies with thunderous applause that dude is so smart that he was able to like make all the pieces fall in the right place so that he can walk in front of the senate and be like your jobs are irrelevant i'm the emperor now yep yeah. and they are like excited about it yep they just clap yeah. and cheer and nothing bad happens mm. well a lot bad a happens. lot bad happens i think so one of the things i want to talk about with the prequels is that a lot of people are like or at least this is one of my concerns was that like technology here doesn't add up that it would be like the older technology to what they have access to in four or five and six. I thought about this too. I wanted to uh, like bring up this very point. Literally makes technology look like it's gone back. I think that's on purpose. I I I was thinking that too because like yeah, you you make you go on. <laughs> like like 
is it's tough to sympathize with the rebellion, especially now with seven and eight, where it's like, are the rebels even really the good guys? Um, where, you know, that idea is kind of fleshed out. But when you look at like the technology that was available to the masses under the Republic to the technology that was available to the masses under the empire. And then you get to a little bit more background on like, like with uh, the introduction of Finn's character that like, these aren't clones. These are mandatory soldiers taken from their families to fight for the empire, to squash a rebellion. And then just to be a giant empire so that nobody can ever question their authority and it makes life so miserable for all the people living in that empire that you really do start to see like the value of the rebellion because Naboo looked like a really cool planet in episodes one and two where like you know there was this great awesome you know uh culture and there was these different species interacting with each other there's all this great technology and and now you know under the empire you don't have access to any of this technology you're using old school light boards to map out attacks you know? right and i i think that that was a really clever that was actually one of the most clever things about the whole thing is a clever way to get around the like oh we didn't have access to the graphic technology in the 70s like how do we make it kind of look like that now and you just well, you, yeah. you got to think about it as it, it becomes this dystopia yeah, yeah. It, it, no I, literally i i think it's more in a type of cleanse. they just have like flying spaceships everywhere just everywhere everywhere the amount of cgi <laughs> used is a joke it's in, hilarious. In I think it's still the most CGI ever used in a film ever. Is that? I'm sure it is. A certified fact. I, I don't know. I mean, certified. The whole clone <laughs> armies were were CGI. It it looks very CGI. You yeah. you can tell. I yeah. 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 We, we talked about it last week, uh, but I'm pretty sure for Attack of the Clones and Return of uh, or Revenge of the Sith, they didn't make a single clone uniform. Oh wow! Like <laughs> nobody is in a clone uniform. It's just yeah. That there's way too much. CGI, I like yeah. you like half the scenes you can almost see the green screen they were using. In the greatest th- scene, weirdly enough, like all the under his gates and everything are like green screen color. And oh, then yeah. like, you see it and you're like, why did they do it that way? Why would you choose that color? Yeah, that's what I was thinking because it was green, wasn't it? I was like, have they yeah. just left it green? <laughs> <laughs> the one moment I really noticed that, like, it was an actor in front of a green screen was that scene where Palpatine is throwing the Senate chairs at Yoda. Oh, that's awful. I looked at that uh, scene, I was yeah, like, yeah. this is the fakest thing I've ever seen in my life. Because Palpatine's just sitting there like, ha, 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 waving his arms back and forth. Also, well, and I've got to... St- Go ahead. Okay, I, I was going to make a completely separate point, but talking about Yoda losing that fight, he goes into exile so, like, suddenly. He just gives up. He's like... He's like, it's like, you thought it'd be like a long scene. He's like, I must go into exile now. I, I, but, I failed. And I was like, I, I knew that was going to be said, but I was like, that, that was just such a split decision. I don't know well, necessarily. You've got to think that was probably the plan is that like, they had to leave somebody behind. No matter mm-hmm. what, somebody had to survive. Well, here's my question. Okay, Say Yoda yeah, wins that. that fight. Say Yoda kills the emperor. Mm-hmm. Then what? Then Yoda's, a, you know, still a political fugitive. Right, like, he still killed the Emperor. There's still an entire army of dispensable clones that want to kill him, that have no, you know, that like, aren't going to surrender because he kills a bunch of clones. I see, yes. <laughs> Fair point, actually, yeah, yeah. But, like, I believe, I, I can believe that they would leave, they, they would plan to leave the Jedi Order to Yoda. Like, for him mm. to be the, the factor that could bring it back together. So he has to go in exile to protect himself. Okay. Yeah, I, I, you've explained it to me. I, for me, that was just unnecessary, but like that, well, not unnecessary, last minute. I mean, I didn't actually think about it until you said it, and then I was just like, 
Oh wait a minute! So like I I was just like yeah he goes in exile like I guess he has to because I had I had the problem when I thought of everything in this movie as just being a write off and, and, it's and not, that was my I think that it's was actually really clever that was my own cynicism and and the more we're talking about it, the more I'm starting to realize like how clever this stuff is mm. some of it <laughs> some of it what I did think was really cool is that they made sure to to like emphasize the fact that Senator Organa's ship that he flies back is like the Rebel blockade runner oh yes I noticed that because like that's only probably the only time. one of the only I, ships the rebels have access to I've never to, noticed. Like, that before but to like I noticed rebuild that yesterday because that was it's because they use the same one in rogue one obviously mm -hmm. and i noticed it yeah i was like oh yeah that's the shit that uh, a new hope starts in yeah Man, a new hope what a good movie what a good movie you said it was your favorite movie of all time tyler i did do you stick by that I, I he hasn't watched that. it since <laughs> he hasn't watched it since we did that episode <laughs> I haven't watched that. I also haven't watched many other movies. Uh, so <laughs> I've watched what we had to watch for the show, and none of these movies beat it out. Uh, yeah, no. I think, yeah, I mean, more than anything, this this watch through, this movie's a lot better than, you know, the echo chamber of the internet gives it credit for. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I uh, I think I think for the maj most part, the internet does appreciate this one more. Because I feel like if... The, this was the if this was the worst of the prequels and the other ones were better than this one the prequels would have been very good oh yeah like, for sure i personally prefer this to return of the jedi a lot of people do so i'm um, finding out if this was the weakest one then it could have been a very strong trilogy but obviously the other two were just horrendous so hey attack of the clones ain't bad but oh i i don't i don't like either <laughs> well i mean i i will stand to agree that the phantom menace even though the Phantom Menace, as, as far as special effects goes, has a lot of CGI, but it also uses a lot of miniatures. Like, that whole pod race arena is a big miniature, and there's a bunch of cool stuff in there. I personally uh, would love to see them remake the prequels and follow the Jar Jar Sith Lord and, like, oh. idea. I would love to see them do that, but do it well this time, so don't make Jar Jar too annoying. But like, What I would do, I would write Jar Jar out entirely. I love uh, the Darth Jar Jar story. I would, um, I would make I think, the reveal in the film like they did with Yoda, but I, I can think, see it writing out Jar Jar entirely. Yeah, so I think, Ethan, did I explain what I would wish the uh, show or the movies did in the last episode? I can't remember. No. Okay, so here's my idea on how to fix the prequels if you were ever to remake them. Okay. <laughs> and you you get a little bit of freedom to change things. Is Qui-Gon Jinn would not die at the end of the first one. He would die at the end of the second one. Mm -hmm. I would pretty much take dooku's character out of it or, yeah entirely. i think he was he wasn't meant to be in it in the first place though was he he was just a cover-up wasn't he for jar jar yeah he yeah. was there like oh crap we can't do the jar jar thing yeah um so i would take that out and then i would make obi-wan and anakin roughly the same age instead of generationally separated from qui-gon jim so it's like qui-gon and then obi-wan and then anakin all in like a generation order i would make them roughly the same age and when qui-gon goes to tatooine and meets anakin i would not say he, that obi Obi Wan is generationally separated from Anakin. I mean, he's older though. He's, he's maybe he's Anakin. maybe sixteen in that sec in that first movie. I would make them the same age then. Okay, I'm just because, saying, and I would. It's close because yeah. there's some really good evidence for it in the Phantom Menace where Qui Gon's like, "Listen, I get that you're not supposed to have a second apprentice. I have to. Like, there's no choice. We have to train this kid." Mm. And then they're literally like the same age, like brothers. And then Maul kills Qui Gon at the end of two. And that is the rift that separates Anakin and Obi-Wan. And that's why, you know, they're brothers and then they kill each other or one of them. They fight each other and then Darth Vader, Obi-Wan. That's how I would do it. I would do something very different. Um, I, I would have just kept the Phantom Menace out entirely. Um, start with Anakin being the right age with Attack of the Clones. Just start there. Um with uh, basically um, leave midichlorians out as well and then have Obi-Wan training Anakin to be a Jedi and then have like 
a similar one to Attack of the Clones, but make it good. And then have Revenge of the Sith as like the second installment. And then you're made to believe that Anakin gets killed off in the second installment. And then this new guy called Darth Vader comes about, but don't reveal that that was Anakin. Then have Padme die and then have a third installment that is completely different, that would be closer to Rogue One, not in terms of just all new characters with the same characters. To, to the most part, and then end with that Rogue One scene leading into A New Hope perfectly. So you want them, like, right next to it? Yeah, I would want it, yeah, perfectly. Like, so you've got, basically leave one out and then have two free and, uh, like, a 3.5 almost, and then yeah. lead in perfectly. Um, I think they could do the Anakin-Darth Vader story much better. Again, I, I, I don't think they should have revealed that Anakin became Darth Vader because that gives away the big reveal that you want to be saved up for later in the story. Well, and the, and the fact of it is, is like these movies weren't made to be watched as one, two, three. Like, mm. they, there was no way. And they I guess they could have tried, but like it just didn't, it didn't work. Yeah. yeah, they were made for people who already knew that Anakin becomes Darth Vader. Right. I should, I should have been told that because it took me about three tries to get into the Phantom Menace because that was I saw that as the first one I was like oh I need to watch the first one first I could never get into it because it was like this is just terrible and eventually I did get into <laughs> it because I um one day I, I must have been pretty old that by now I don't know 11 someone told me to watch um and I'd watched them in a scattered order someone told me to watch A New Hope first and then watch them in release order and I watched that and enjoyed it a lot more. Seamus how old are you? I'm 20. Okay. So, okay. yeah. I um, the, the, I specifically remember Revenge of the Sith because that was the only one that was released while I was at school. Whoa. So I, I remember I must have been <laughs> seven years old or something. And um, I specifically remember there were these, um, and I told you about this, Tyler, there were these lightsabers in cereal yes. boxes. And I actually found one this morning. But um, I remember low, everyone had them at school. And uh-huh. my parents had no interest in Star Wars. My dad went to see the first one when it came out with his brother and had no interest in any of the other ones, just he isn't into it. Um, my mum hasn't seen any of them. So as a kid, I wasn't brought up into Star Wars. So I was never taken to see Revenge of the Sith in cinemas. But I remember that was like the first experience of it. Everyone was playing with these little toy lightsabers at school as like kids. And that was the first I ever found out about Star Wars, I think, really. And then um, I remember watching it at, like, friends' houses and stuff on DVD. And I, but I watched it in a scattered order. That's the thing is, I love hearing people who are, like, relatively our age talk about how they got into Star Wars just because it is such a generational thing. And it's like... And these movies were made pretty separated out. There are three years between each of them. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it, there's, like, a, yeah, a micro-generation even between, like, which of the prequels came out when you were old enough to go to the movies. I would have been old for... enough to go see Revenge of the Sith with a parent, um, <laughs> according to the requirements, but um, I, 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 did, <laughs> I, did, I didn't see it in cinemas. The first one I saw was Force Awakens, but I feel like my, my, my generation would have been... Well, the first one I saw in cinemas, I saw all of them before that, but... Um, and then, so yeah, but my generation would have seen, like, would have all gone to have seen The Force Awakens. I remember there was so much, because I was still at school when that came out. But yeah, we had, wow. we were in junior high school, middle school. I don't know what you call it over there, but... Yeah, we have very different names for it, but I, I get yeah. what you mean. I feel like juniors, high school, it's like 14, is that right? Or is it 17? I don't know. I, it's something like that. It's a teenage year. So yeah, in Virginia, the grade is your age plus six, or your age minus six. Like in 12th grade, you're 18. Yeah, okay, okay, I get that. So 6th, 7th, and 8th grade is middle school here. Okay. So yeah. we had just finished 6th grade when this came out. When Revenge of the Sith came out? Yeah. Okay, 
yeah. And I would have been, yeah, like, I don't know. So, yeah, I saw all of these in theaters. Yeah, I did I think as well. I even saw, um, I think I even saw there was, like, a re-release of the original trilogy, and I think I saw New Hope. No, I didn't. But I, we bought the, the set out of my VHS. It great. I talked about this when we recorded uh, Phantom Menace, but Phantom Menace was the first one I saw, like, yeah, yeah. pretty much. Because I had, um... Phantom Menace was the first one I saw as well, just not on cinema. Yeah, because I, like, my parents were just like, or my mom was like, yeah, I'm going to go take you to see the Star Wars movie. And I remember, you know, being like, wow, I can't wait for them to make more of these. And mom being like, ha ha, funny story about that. (laughs) There's a bunch more. Yeah. And so that was my introduction to Star Wars. And I just, like, I remember, like, because I didn't care if I got it or not. It was a cool action movie. I was six years old. Like, Yeah, I, uh, I, I wish I'd been around, around the age I am now or maybe a couple I don't know give or take a few years um, when those films came out and the internet was in full surface because like looking at the backlash The Last Jedi has got as a film I, I would have loved to have seen like the kind of backlash The Phantom Menace would have got because like people are saying this is the worst Star Wars film ever but like The Phantom Menace I, I can't Phantom even, Menace is unwatchable yeah I can't even imagine what the response like if there had been like a full going internet like there was today when that came out in 1999 it, it, I, talked to, I talked to Derek about that that. Uh, you know Derek. Yeah. Um, because he was like a proper high schooler when Phantom Menace came out and was like a big Star Wars fan. Yeah. Um, and he was telling me that like half of the people who saw it like it was so long between uh, it was I guess not that long it was 16 years between like M- or between Return of the Jedi and a Phantom Menace. Feels and, like a long time. <laughs> yeah I mean 16 years is a, 16 years ago I was what nine? That's a long time. I was four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I would have even started so, school. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, a lot, like, half of people were like, oh my gosh, lightsabers, yay! You know, choreography, Darth Maul, that guy was cool, who's he? I don't know much about him, he must be a big deal. Um, and then the other half of people were like, what just happened? Why did they, they ruined it, it's, it's ruined. That sounds the like thing. the response to The Last Jedi, though, like, so half the people were like, yay, that was really great, and then the other people are saying they ruined it, and signing petitions to get it removed from the canon. I mean, it's, it's rough with the canon, I won't lie about that but what do you think of the last jedi well i I really like it okay Um, interesting i would say it's not rough with the canon it is the canon like i no i i i the one there's one thing i don't like about it or maybe more than one thing the big thing i don't like about is the layer um yeah that's garbage yeah i i just don't i don't get what was going through their heads when they were like yeah this will be great this will go down really well because well i think what even makes it worse is like us the fans know that like she can't be in the next one mm. I, like it's not an option yeah I, I don't get why they didn't just take the opportunity and refilm the, all the rest of the scenes that with her in just and excluding her character from it because right. you could have very easily killed her off that there aren't even that many more scenes with her in it would have cut out the scene with her and luke but like I just, I feel like they could have easily got away with it. I think they, they could have even left in the scene they with her had, They could have just done like a, it's a force ghost thing. Yeah. They had the perfect moment. And they had another one. T- t- they had more than one moment. They had the opportunity to, for her to volunteer to take, put the ship into. That's like, what I'm talking about. Yeah. For her to die like a proper martyr. Yeah. I just, there were so many opportunities to kill her off. But no, what I liked about it was it was bold, um, killing off Snoke. No one saw that coming. Because we don't, I just still don't know anything about Snoke. I think I, I think that might be the point though, and I quite yeah. like that. You know um, as much about Snoke in Last Jedi as you did about uh, Emperor Palpatine in um, Empire. Me, well, and, yeah. and, and there's some cool things with the canon where like Snoke has his legs chopped off, and Maul Maul does too, and then. There's like an entire series about Maul not dying from that, yeah. and like getting new legs and fighting people. But like, and I think it would be 
pretty definitively right. dead though, isn't he? I don't think so. He's he certainly like dead though. Uh... And didn't the ship he was in explode? Or have I, have I made that up in my head? I mean, so... Who, Snoke? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I can't see him being alive. Yeah, um, Admiral Holdo drives you know, her ship through it. That's the whole yeah. thing. Okay, but do you know who else's ship exploded while somebody was in it? Leia's. So that doesn't mean anything. Be looked dead. I don't know, but... <laughs> Here's my thing, though, is if, if generationally they get stronger, like, according to what Luke says in The Last Jedi, is that I've only seen power like this once before, and I wasn't afraid of it enough, and now I should be, or whatever, about Rey and Kylo, who you've got to be related, but whatever. Um, if they are more powerful than Luke, and Luke was more powerful than Vader, then there's no reason why there are Jedi in this time that can't have the Darth Plagueis powers of just re-influencing life That's and true. making things come to life. Yeah. Well, clearly somebody out there has that freaking power because he's creating more force people. That's true. Yeah. There are more chosen I'm, ones being born. I don't know if they're chosen ones. They just might be force sensitive. Because like all of the all of the Jedi Order is muggles. Because you can't if you're a Jedi you can't have kids. So like they all come from non Jedi parents. So did Darth Plagueis the Wise create Anakin? Yeah. 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 For sure. Is Darth oh, wait, Plagueis some the Wise? Said it was, some people said Sidious might have. No. Plagueis creates him because he knows Sidious is going to kill him. That's why. Because he knows that Anakin will then kill Plague, then kill Sidious. Oh, I see. Plagueis like is strong. Policy. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I don't think Plagueis... Well, he is Darth Plagueis the Wise. It, I think, It yeah, would be I, a nice way to tie it up if Plagueis, Plagueis was Snoke. But the problem is, is the internet echo chambered the prequels into being like a Nickelback, Nick Cage thing. And Disney is, I think, a little scared of being like, yes, this story is connected from that scene that everybody makes fun of. Man, I, I said echo set. chamber one time two weeks ago. <laughs> I know. But it's such a good, it's, I mean, it's such a correct line to describe. <laughs> it's just, you have since then, and I love it, because it's, it's so accurate. But you're just like, echo chamber, echo chamber, it's an echo chamber. It is an echo chamber. Uh, but I like. I think we, we, me and Ben were talking about this in the car the other day. Is like people like you, Seamus, and people like Ben and Jonathan, and maybe people like us in the future. I don't know if we've got the, the clout for it now. <laughs> are like are the reason that Disney will not give us the story that we want mm. because like you go in, you make predictions about the Last Jedi, and you say I think Snoke is Darth Plagueis. Like I think that connection's there. And then Ryan Johnson gets on YouTube and he's like, well, "Crap, everybody figured it out." I I I like. That. That, though i liked it so it was so unpredictable because it's impossible to be unpredictable but you can see why people choose not to be because the criticism it comes under because it well, was just yeah. and like a lot of and more criticisms coming under like luke's character which i liked quite a bit because it wasn't it wasn't what you expected it wasn't just him being some wise old guy like every other movie ever right it was right. like a human like... character with flaws and well because right. so he's this direct parallel to obi-wan in a new hope now right so that's what we're mm. getting at he's like the the old guy that was kind of tucked away in the hills but the 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 parallel is there based on obi-wan's progression from you know where he was in the prequels to where he ended up in the original and then luke from where he was in the original to where he is in the sequels it's like luke was always a snarkier kind of modern rogue type character yeah and so people were expecting him to not be once he got older especially being isolated for all those years Mm. And it, it, the one thing I, I, I felt was a little out of character was him just 
deciding to kill his nephew because he had dark side inklings. Right, but he immediately decided not to do yeah. that. Yeah, but like, I, the, the, he, what, well, I think that, this that is, depends upon whose perspective of that story you believe. I think, I think this was memed as, as well, if that's a verb. Um, but, um, me, yeah, <laughs> I'll take that. To, to, to meme. Um, because um, everyone's saying, like, oh, Luke, the whole original trilogy was saying uh, Vader has good in him. Don't, let's not kill him. He's got good in him. And then his nephew has, like, like a, a, ten, a tendency towards the dark side, and he's like, I've got to kill him. I think it's more than a tendency. Yeah, I, I agree, but... Um, it's, it's a pretty still strong felt... habit. I mean, he's a Jedi. His father's a smuggler, right? Mm. Han Solo's not a hero. <laughs> well, he's a war hero. He is a war hero. But he's also, you know, he's not like a... He doesn't have an admirable job in his non-war times. Mm. Good old Ben. He shot Greedo. <laughs> yeah, because Greedo was such a martyr. His... Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> his, like, first scene is, like, literally committing murder. <laughs> I've never even thought about it like that, but it's true. So, oh, hold on. Speaking of, of committing murder for a second, I want to go back to something because there's something I have some issue with here. In the in back to the movie we're actually talking about, which is Revenge of the Sith. Okay, yes. so that first scene that Seamus hates with Count Dooku. I don't uh, hate the battle, but I hate the just context of it. <laughs> anyway, what's um, smarter than this? I'm just I'm just kind of bringing it up that way. But <laughs> anyway, in that in that battle, Anakin's like, oh, I shouldn't kill Count Dooku without a trial. This is this is bad. This is a bad idea. And then he gets back to Obi Wan, and Obi Wan's like, good job, sport. Proud of you. Yeah, the, the Jedi are so flawed there. Yeah, like. He's the only he's one who's the hero the Jedi, the Jedi are so blinded, they think blinded by the Sith, but they're blinded by pride more than anything else. Also, my major problem with it, and I remember this the first time watching it, um, Yoda struggled to take down Dooku. They kind of drew in Attack of the Clones, and then Anakin's able to take him, in, 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 I don't know how much later the film on is, but he's able to take him quite easily. Well, I, I, think, think, Dooku... point, I think what they're trying to show there is that Anakin is insanely powerful. Yeah. And I, also, I think Palpatine lets Anakin win. Like, I think Palpatine has his hand in that fight. Mm. Yeah, I think but Dooku sacrificed still, himself. Mm. Oh, I don't think so. I, I, think I don't Dooku think, yeah, I don't think Dooku sacrificed him because he's so really? shocked when uh, Palpatine tells him to kill him. Yeah, I think Dooku realized what's going on, yeah. like, right before his head gets cut chopped That off. was a solid bit of acting from Christopher Lee. I'll tell you and that when much. I, and I, every time I see it, I think, if I was in his shoes, I would have just told um, Anakin that the Emperor was a Sith Lord. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Why didn't he do that? That's, <laughs> that was actually the reason I was thinking that Dooku sacrificed himself, is because he doesn't give anything away. Mm, okay, I, I can see that. Because, yeah, like, if you're, it's a life or death situation and you know this might save you, you do it, right? Right, unless you... Are like willing yeah. to die for the force or die for the cause. Yeah, I can see that. Another happy landing. Dying for the force and similar to the Yoda thing, and maybe you can explain it again. But the whole force ghost thing, I felt, was rather thrown in. It was I like, thought that was so weird that they were like, "We can make Qui Gon a force ghost." Further training we have for you. But like, then we never see Qui Gon as a force ghost, and it's like, yeah, and. Um, Unless they're really setting us up for something in the lap, like episode nine. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I thought what's, what's Liam really... Neeson doing? Now? I guess I guess they just I mean, needed to introduce the concept of Obi Wan yeah. being able to be a Force ghost. They, yeah, they, for they, sure. Exa- oh yeah, that's exactly what I thought. It was like they need to bring up a way for um, Force ghost to come into the film. They can't just have him discover this ability. How can we? 
throw it in in the least in in the easiest way possible. It's like uh, your former master discovered a way. It's just like no. I mean I'm the way I, the way I picture I them also- writing this movie is that there's a big whiteboard at LucasArts somewhere with two uh, two lines on each side, and down one column is a list of things that have already happened in the trilogy, and down the other column is a list of where things need to be to line up with yes. A New Hope. That and they're just kind of they're just kind of drawing lines back and forth, and they realized at the end that some of it didn't connect, and so they're like, oh, we need to introduce a force ghost and we need to kill padme and yeah and did you notice they they wipe the memory of c-3po but they don't wipe the memory of r2d2 yeah oh they wipe the memory when do they do that did i just miss that it's like right at the the very end Protocol droids can go... Yeah, when he gives the droids to Wedge Antilles. Oh. Yeah. Um, it still doesn't explain why Obi-Wan says, I don't remember having a droid. No, nothing will ever explain that. Um, <laughs> but I guess I, every time I say I try to defend him, like, maybe he just doesn't own a droid member still. It just no, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, nothing will ever explain that or repair that. And they, th- I guess that was just something they're like, we have to use the droids. Like, well, Yeah, why did R2-D2 and C-3PO need to be in this film at all? Oh, because they're, they're in all of them. Yeah, they're in all of them. But this was after three. Why didn't, like, after they only made three films. Like, why, they didn't need to include them, did they? I am certain. The real question. I am certain that real- as much of a d- as I've heard Anthony Daniels was that he had some kind of inclusion rider in his contract that said if they ever make another Star Wars movie he has to be in it I think and I hate Anakin building C-3PO that was yeah, that was like he's a 10 year old or something and he's, he's building, building a protocol droid that can speak how many languages it was just in- instantly I mean he is a slave like I feel like a protocol droid would make his job a lot easier <laughs> See, I was of the impression that he mostly, like, found C-3PO and was kind of repairing C-3PO. No, he built that thing. You think? Because there's yeah. there's lots of protocol droids later on. There's a protocol droid in the first scene of The Phantom Menace. Is there? Yeah, it brings them their drinks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's a female. Oh, so it's clearly, Menace. but that's what I'm saying, it's clearly, like, an established plan. It's like, maybe he got a C-3PO kit. Mm, maybe. He didn't, he didn't build it from scratch, obviously, because it looks like all the rest of the protocol droids. The real question is, why is C-3PO and R2-D2 in the new trilogy? That's what I want to know. You know who's way they're, more they're not, interesting than They're not than in R2-D2? half as much in this new one. No, they're not, but They've they do well. make appearances. Yeah. You wouldn't you know recognize me because of the red arm. You know who's really way cooler than R2-D2? BB-8. BB-8. Yeah, I like Because BB-8. he's a circle. <laughs> <laughs> He he's he's a clear like just rebrand though. Uh, he, I he annoyed me at first like in the trailers and stuff. Before I saw the Force Awakens, I was like, this is just purely to sell toys, and that kind of frustrated yeah. me. But then when you actually watch the film, you're like, he's a great character. When you watch the film, you're like, you know, I really could use a BB-8. <laughs> I, I have a I have a Lego BB-8 sitting on my desk as we record this, staring at me. <laughs> I, I had another point that I wanted to make, being that, how, like, because from an earlier point we were just talking about, we were saying, how much did George Lucas actually have planned, like, before? Because he, I, I'm pretty sure he claims that he had these three films, like, planned inside his head while making. He's, I guarantee you he's as much of a goddamn liar as J.K. Rowling is. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because it just, it just feels so, so many things are so, um, I feel like if I was given a year just to write scripts for these films I could write, a more filling, like one that ties up better than yeah, what I that won't was. Yeah, I will pay you, but I will give you a year to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 but I feel like I could. I feel like I could write more. I think any writing student yeah. at any art school in America or in the United Kingdom or the any English speaking country could do it better. I, I, I have no writing experience, but I just feel like it wouldn't like, be hard to do. These better. are not scripts. Yeah, these are not. They're they're not screenplays. No. No established screenwriter ever touched these scripts. This is handed from George Lucas to the actors. 
and there's just as many lightsabers as possible once right and, just... and it can't you can't understate the value of the choreography at the lightsaber battle especially in this movie mm. like that whole anakin obi-wan fight at the end was incredible yeah i agree completely um it's a lot of twirling lightsabers. It was the, the, my big problem. I said, feel like I've said that a lot, but um, I, I there there were just in the original trilogy. They're like, oh, everyone loves lightsabers. If they're actually called that, because I don't think they ever um, say say they're called lightsabers. Um, and um, so, but now they're like, we just throw them in as much as possible. Well, yeah, that's what you got to do. You got to yeah. just throw. Them I, but as I, much I as didn't possible. feel like that was necessary. <laughs> I think, like, I, I, just, well, I think what it, I, I think the point I made about the lightsabers in our last conversation was that maybe it wasn't in the last conversation but it was the lightsaber like everybody needs to have a lightsaber in these movies because in these movies there's so much more important like the, the choreo choreography is so much more impressive mm. and I think that's important because like because they're using them all the time it makes more sense that they would be so much better at using them and so much more graceful with using them mm. and it you know it lines up with uh the Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, and that, like, Kylo Ren almost loses to Rey because he's not that good with the lightsaber because he has nobody to he's fight He's never with had to fight anybody with a lightsaber. Yeah. You know, so it's like, you know, mostly it looks like what he uses his lightsaber for is blowing up parts of Starkiller's yeah, face. Intimidation. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and it's like, these are the movies where you see a properly trained Jedi Order. And I've brought that up a lot, but it's like, they know how to use the mind tricks. They know how to use the, the Force powers. Like, they're well-trained and well-versed in the Force, as opposed to just having some gorilla training on Dagobah, or, like, five minutes of training and some blue titty milk. <laughs> Yeah, I no, I, I I get it makes sense that everyone has lightsabers, but I felt like they were so obvious. Like the amount of like Grievous had like four lightsabers, and there were so many lightsaber battles in this film. Oh, and there's there's no reverence for the lightsabers. Like one of the things that I love about uh, the new trilogy is like the reference and the the reverence of that's Anakin's lightsaber. Mm. But in like Attack of the Clones, it gets chopped in half, and in this movie, he's like dropping it left and right. It doesn't seem like it's that important to him. And like, how does Maz even end up getting it? And it just seems like like the lightsabers are just a tool right you can just we just built another one here you go whereas you know in the newer movies it's like the lightsaber is like a connection you have like yeah. like there's a reverence to it it's it's created through the force I, I think i'm with you that that is something i have a, a critique on i'm not just going to defend every facet of these movies i think they're a little well, liberal with their lightsaber i mean i think you can look at it like this in the first or the, the original trilogy it probably cost a lot of money for each second a lightsaber was on screen mm -hmm. Yeah, like, so it had don't. to have been difficult. It had to have been very difficult to make that effect. With the CGI and everything in in 1999 they were just like yeah we can do this as much as we want this is the cheapest thing we do is the lightsabers we just right, we just... animate a little line over the stick you're holding right <laughs> like it takes eight seconds we have a computer program that does it for us and so they're like all right cool let's do it as much as humanly possible we can do as much as we want we don't have a dialogue line here have somebody hit something with a lightsaber have anakin and obi-wan swinging on ropes and just like smacking each other back and forth like they're on a pirate ship that was a silly scene. And then in in the in the sequels, they're like, okay, guys, what did everyone about with the prequels? Okay, let's not do that. Because now now it's you know 2014, 2016. They could do whatever they want. Yeah, it's they, true. They've got. They, they don't, yeah, they don't, there wasn't even a lightsaber battle, really, in The Last Jedi, unless, except, um, Kylo the Ren Praetorian versus Guard. Luke. I guess that counts, but it wasn't, like, two lightsabers against each other. Oh, I like, love yeah. that scene with the Praetorian oh, I love Guard. That scene. Probably because one of the best Star Wars scenes You finally ever. got to see them do something other than get their shit rocked. Mm, yeah. What do you mean? Who? The Praetorian Guard. The Praetorian Guard? Oh, I thought you meant... 
And they do, they do get their sh rocked, but like in this movie, Yoda just like knocks them out immediately. Just like, boop, yeah. done. Oh yeah. Yeah, so what's the point of them? Like, why does the Emperor need the gods? Like, he's the Emperor. Because the, the people aren't supposed to know he's a Sith Lord. Yeah, that's true. But then why does Snoke need them? I don't know. Because he likes them, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Snoke, <laughs> is, Snoke is clearly big on his, like, traditional, empirical, you know, he, He's aesthetic. big on presentation. He wants to look like a bad guy. Maybe not look like a bad guy, but he wants to look intimidating. Yes, yeah, Snoke's... And I think Snoke's face, not intimidating. Snoke's ship and throne room and all the, the First Order ships and stuff are, are way more evil looking than any other ships in the whole canon. Like, mm. on the inside, at least. They're just this very, like, ominous, like, obsidian color. That's true. Snoke's an evil dude, man. Not as evil as Palpatine. Palpatine is so genius. Yeah, Palpatine. it's... Yeah. It's it's cool. It's like a shining moment in this whole trilogy is when you finally realize the the extent of his plan and how how far back it's gone and how in depth it is. Well, and like a lot of times when you see a movie like this and there's like an evil person, it's like, what on earth even was your plan? Like you were hoping that everything would fall into place in this way, and like you knew so and so would react this way to this thing, so you did it this way. Yeah, I. But it always like. It always ends up being really confusing. But Palpatine is like a real Frank Underwood. Like, everything he does, he does for a reason, and it makes sense. Like, his plan was get there to be a disposable war, and then turn that war into a real war, and through that, rise through the ranks to become Emperor. Right, and he just yeah, happened Palpatine's to find... Palpatine's great. He happened to come in contact with the, you know, the chosen one along the way. Mm. Also, I, I, I don't know if you guys have seen this as someone who makes theories on YouTube. Um, there's this, like, theory, I don't know if it's popular, but, like, that Windu, Mace Windu and Yoda believed they were the chosen one, which is why they, like, didn't trust Anakin because they wanted to be the chosen one themselves. I believe that. Because I have I, so much pride. I mean, I've yeah, seen some whacked exactly out theories. Thought. But I, 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 I think I read that a couple days ago. And um, so I was watching that with that in mind. And I was like, yeah, that makes total sense. Like, even when Obi-Wan confronts Mace Windu, he's like, he is the chosen one, right? And Mace Windu, like, stutters. And he's like, yeah. And then Obi-Wan even, like, denies it. He's like... Um, the, the 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 prophecy may have been misread or something, and you're like, yeah, they're in denial about him being the chosen one. Well, I read a similar theory actually today that uh, Mace Windu is actually a Sith and is working with Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> I, no, I don't think so. I, I, I don't I, think so either. But it was it was well constructed. Well, it, what's called, I, what's his name? Samuel L. Jackson doesn't even think he's dead, so. Hey, fair enough. I mean, he did just kind of fall off. Yeah, he didn't. So just... I want to. I, I know we ended up talking about this a while ago, but I just want to circle back around. The Force Ghost things of the Qui Gon can mean that Liam Neeson can come back in the Obi Wan movie, and I think that they can make the Obi Wan movie take place between A New Hope, or between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, and there can be. Some I mean, if Liam if they make the Obi Wan movie, it would be... almost certainly take place between Revenge of the Sith and. Well, that's where they're all taking place, isn't it? Because that's where Solo's taking place as well, isn't it? Solo needs your guess is as Solo's... good as mine, Broham. Solo's a problem because. Because it's a Star Wars movie and they're going to want to introduce a Jedi in some way, shape, or form, I think. I, th I think that, like, there's no way... They didn't that with Rogue One, really, other than Vader. There's a lightsaber in it. Yeah, but there's a lightsaber. Han Solo specifically says, I've been everywhere all across the galaxy and I've never seen none of this hokey religion. Yeah, and, yeah, I, I guess it depends when it takes place. But I, I feel like all these, like, Star Wars stories are going to be taking place in between Revenge of the Sith and, um... A New Hope, but like I think it'd be interesting to see one like in between Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, or like in in there, just to like see something from there that's actually decent from that time. So how um, Clone Wars TV show isn't that? How much time? I seen it. <laughs> how much time goes on between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope? Why? I think it's. 
30... Well, no, it's not 30 years. I was, that's uh, between Return of the Jedi and um, Force Awakens. It's, it's yeah. however old Luke is at the start. Yeah, like 16 years. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so Han Solo, when, when the events of Return, Revenge of the Sith take place, what, what would we say? Like 15, 20? Well, he's in a re- no, romantic relationship with Leia, who would be like 18 in Empire. So... I'd hope he's like I don't know. There's no I way know, you're not, passing. Not, there's no way you're passing Harrison. Oh yeah, Ford the, off I'm as not saying this. I, I'm saying this. Yeah, but I feel like maybe he was playing that character. I don't know. It's probably written down somewhere. Probably if you Google. I it. think I read somewhere that Han Solo in A New Hope is like 23. Oh no, like 28. And then in in Solo will be in his early 20s. I could be mistaken though. He's quite free. Alden, in, Alden Ehrenreich's um, character looks a lot younger than Harrison Ford's character. Well, yeah, it's not. It's not going to take place in between. It's definitely going to take place before A New Hope. Yeah, it says it says 33 years old when uh, in A New Hope Harrison Ford was. So 28 would be reasonable. Right. A 20, it, says, it, says, it says Han was 29 and Luke and Leia were 19. Okay. According to Quora. <clears throat> so 19, 20 years. Chewbacca was ever like, hey, Luke, you know, I knew that Yoda guy. Yeah, talking about Chewbacca, I didn't. F- I I got. I always get really confused with his importance in this film. Like he was some sort of like Wookie general or yeah. something. Like, he was important, and it's like I felt like they just threw him in for the he's sake of throwing him in. He's an old friend of Yoda. Yeah, and it's like I just don't feel like that was necessary to include at all. It was. It was a way of putting Chewbacca in the film. Exactly. Um, for sure. I yeah. I I, I personally was like. Mm. That there would have been better ways to include it because they had the whole like Wookiee Island scene. Like they could have just had a Chewbacca character there. What about the droid attack on the Wookies? Yeah, did you, uh, there's some emotional scenes in this movie. Well, like like lots of characters die. Yeah, like right in front of you. Yeah, they just kill them right off. Yeah, most of the characters die. Golly, but they also don't like one of the big flaws I think is that they don't really develop a lot of the other Jedi in like the Jedi Council. Yeah, oh, you, yeah see, really you know don't. a lot about Windu. You know a lot about Yoda. Windu dies. That's pretty sad. But like, but it's like yeah, it's Windu, Yoda, Obi Wan. And Anakin, they're basically the only Jedi. As me, as someone who hasn't seen any of the TV shows, or really anything other than the films, they're the only characters right. I really know anything about. Like, right. when, you, when you see, like, the other Jedi, like, especially the ones that don't pop any fight against Palpatine, you're like, well, they were just kind of irrelevant. How are they even Jedi in the first place? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and there's, there's like, that whole like, scene of all I... of them dying off, and I'm like, okay, you're dead. Don't know your name. You're dead. Don't yeah. know your name. <laughs> oh, girl with the squid tentacle hair. You're dead. Don't know your name. Ayla <laughs> Sakura. What is that her name? Ayla Sakura. God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> it's Ayla Sakura. That's her name. And okay. Kiati Mundi and Kit Fisto. And I think those are all of them that die in that pool. Kit Fisto is an uncomfortable name. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. <laughs> that makes uh, me uncomfortable. He's the green guy. Green guy with the like squid hair. I guess he fights against... Who's the, t- who's the guy with the really tall head? Kiati Mundi. Kiati Mundi. Okay. Yeah. What about the droid attack on the Wookiees? Of that guy. Yeah. Okay. Kiati Mundi. He's a Jedi guardian. Well, he's a Jedi master, but he's guardian class. His blue lightsaber. What does that mean? And Mace Windu has a purple lightsaber. Yes. Yeah, because Samuel L. Jackson wanted a purple lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Hamill literally talks about that all the time. I feel like I've Mark- watched like at least six interviews where he's mentioned that can i tell you something about mark hamill and me we've never met or anything i just want to communicate that i don't think i'm a mark hamill fan oh okay i think like i love star wars obviously a new hope is one of my favorite movies of all time and i love empire and return of the jedi is pretty good and i love the new movies i'm like not crazy about mark hamill's like public persona i think he's just like good he's i i i feel like i interrupted you 
No, no. I just feel like he's a, he's annoying. It's all. Like, I I feel like he's 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 one of those who tries to be down with the kids, kind of. Yes. Um. Yes. It's like he was he was famous in like 1977 to like 1985, and, and then, then he dropped worked, off the face of the planet. Well, he worked on like animated series as a voice actor for like 30 years, <laughs> and then all of a sudden he was Luke Skywalker again. Yeah. He was on the Flash and, as well, the TV show. They blew his head up in Kingsman. Yeah, yeah he's, oh, he's been in a few things, and he's going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy three. Did you see that no. tweet? Tweet Fred. I saw that he asked to be in Guardians and of the Galaxy three. It, it looks like they agreed it though. <laughs> I all I'm hoping for is like a. A miniature cameo. Yeah, if I feel like that's villain, most it'll be. Like David Hasselhoff's he is a villain part. Yeah. I'm hoping that he's Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I, as am I. But <laughs> oh, yeah, we, nah. We, when was uh, what's his name? The 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 guy played by Chris um, Pratt. Like, wasn't he around at, like that period of time? He in, left Earth in '88. Yeah, oh, so Star Wars bit, was done. So if they had like a flashback scene. But Mark Hamill's not young. Oh yeah, I did. I didn't think of that to be honest. That's a very good. I point. didn't either. I was totally on board, Seamus. I was just like, yeah, get like like a young Luke, and then I was like, wait a minute, that's not how time works. <laughs> I think he could. I think you could just throw him in in the background, kind of like the ET people in the Phantom Menace. Um, like oh yeah, I like that. It, yeah, well, but the problem with all of that is there's like canon and stuff like that, and it's like, well, now there's Jedi in the MCU, and then Seamus, people like you and I have to make like theories oh about... no that that's great they're just giving us material like i love it when they do stuff yeah like shame is sitting here like please this is great i can i can make like, so much money off of this <laughs> films that make mistakes are the best kind of films and easter eggs that's why i love pixar so much like they have so many easter eggs just everywhere every that freaking pizza planet truck man yeah oh yeah they'd be like it's just like just cameos like they they re it's because the animation so every animation company does it it's like reusing animation right discovering reused animation is like my version of like hitting the jackpot it's like you discover reused animation you've got a video there <laughs> it's like it's so it's so great it's like it's like oh well that links then doesn't it and it, that that's how it works really Seamus, what is um what is your release schedule? How often do you release? Or I, is there a schedule? I, there isn't really a schedule to it. Um, I I basically just upload when my videos are done. I, I wish I had like a fixed schedule, but um, I just not. I'm not good at get. I I try to do two a week, but I for, I can't think of ideas to make two videos a week most of the time. So, do you do a day job? No, I don't. I do it full time. Okay. So um, I I'm fine for like money in terms of doing it full time. Because it's very, oh, sure it's very are. family yeah. friendly, and CPM's fine in terms of that. Um, and I'm sure sh- you'd you'd have an idea of your brother's like I don't know how much, uh, like how far off I am in getting similar views, but I'd, I'd be like a fifth of what they make probably. I'm not sure I, in terms of subscribers at least. That's how many more they have. Um, ish. But I just no, I, that's what I do. Um, but like I spend most of my days just cranking for ideas, looking for ideas, and most of the time I can't think. I it, it, for me it's more about quality over quantity. Oh yeah, that's the British YouTuber way. Charlie I, is so cool, like. <laughs> but I if um yeah, I'd rather upload um one video 
that gets, let's say, 750,000 views than two videos that get 400,000 views. Mm. Because I feel like that one video will get more subscribers coming through than the two videos that get 400,000. It's, it, it's a better video. The YouTube mentality is so different than the podcast mentality, where for us, it's like, I want to see steady growth over time. Like, there's no viral podcasting, except for yeah. like serial. Or if you get picked up by, like, an article or whatever. Um, but that's rare. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. get that. Yeah, you, you want slow growth. I my, my growth isn't uh, like I, I had spikes in my growth of, of yeah, my channel. Um, like, I don't know, uh, like when, when I first uploaded my first theory that did well was um, Who Are Boo's Parents? And um, your brother John must have picked it up about, um, I don't know, thousand views or something. He didn't share it at the time, but they shared it. Ben like mentioned it in a video like a month later or something, and it had like two hundred thousand views by the time he mentioned it. But it just it just got views from being suggested to people that watched similar videos, right? And that that's how it slowly started. And then after that, it's all about just gradual. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have I haven't had that many viral videos in a while to be honest. But it, yeah, it, I. But you have the algorithm. I'm so jealous of your algorithm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I no, I. I, I I feel like I, I set a target of trying to get 400 subscribers every day. That That's my target every day. And Do you hit it most days? I, I had a very good patch in late late January throughout February till about the end of February, where I was getting 500, 600 a day. There you go. And it was like, everything's going great. And then suddenly it hits the end of February. I don't know if there was like a half term at schools and people were off and then they went back but like just hit the end of february and just down it went it just shot down and now it's like 300 a day but it's like i don't know but like you can you it just there are phases where it's going well and there are phases where it's going not not so well and phases where every video you upload gets a hundred thousand views within a week and then phases where your videos struggle to get 40,000 views, which isn't a phase I'm in right now. Um, when like a month ago, everything I touched was just hundreds of thousands of views and it was like, everything was great. And then now it's like slowed, but like, and then can never put it down to it. I don't know if the videos I'm making are worse now, if just less, interactive audience or and it's like you just can't read into it too much and just keep going yeah we've definitely discovered that yeah that's a fascinating list of words you just said um I'm, I'm sitting here just i love hearing all of these experiences and, and learning from other i mean creators. i haven't said anything in like five minutes i'm just, <laughs> I'm just sitting here listening and learning i i um, i i i'm not i i try to give tips to people as well and making youtube videos um because like i feel like there are loads of things to do like in doing it like it's all about making what you want to make it's really the go-to thing it, with anything really oh like, for sure even every with... time we pick a new series and we haven't had a problem with it just yet but every time we pick a new series it takes me like a movie or two to be like oh wait a minute i freaking love all of these movies mm -hmm. and then i think the only time we kind of had to struggle with that was after back to the future part one we had to watch back to the future part two which is an which i just abysmal movie <laughs> i just did not like <clears throat> that uh, yeah that's what i find because i i Personally, it's an unpopular opinion, but I didn't like Moana. And, I know you didn't. And every, and I think I said this, I made a video about it. And every, like, theorist kind of, oh, sorry, the theorist kind YouTuber that I've seen has made a video on Moana and got more than 3 million views on it. I don't have one video on my channel that has 3 million views. I'm pretty sure your brothers have 3 million views. I've seen, like, every, like, channel that does that kind of content. One of their biggest videos is on Moana. And I could have made a video on Moana. I could have easily done it. And I, it would be the, probably the biggest video on my channel. 
but I chose not to just purely because I didn't want to make a video on it. <laughs> and it's like, do I regret it or not? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't, I mean, based on the conversation you and I have just had, it sounds like you do YouTube full time, which is obviously a taxing job and it's hard, but it's also literally the dream. It is. Right? So, like... I, I don't feel like it's a job. I, I <laughs> that, that, right, that, that's right. my, my definition. It's like, especially like comparing it to like Super Carlin Brothers, they like, they get up, they go into work in the morning. I literally film in the spare room next to my bedroom. It's like, I wake up in the morning, I go get breakfast. I could, I don't even wake up in the morning. I wake up in the afternoon. I, I go get breakfast and then I just like do whatever. I'm like, well, let's see what video ideas come to me today. It's like, it's not even a regular day process. I'm basically free whenever a friend wants to meet with me, unless I'm like working full hard that day. I'm like, no, I'm not free today. I, I, I'm definitely not free. And like, I basically, a video for me, especially, it's like, I could, I could go days without having an idea and then I have an idea and my friends won't hear from me for two days. <laughs> and it'll just and it'll just be like it'll just be like where were you? I was like oh I was working on a video. <laughs> no, Seamus, you're you're 20 years old. Have you ever had like a no like a real I person job? No, I I've I, I did professional singing at the age of um 10, 11, 12, 13 as I was in a choir that and I got paid to do paid for that because it was professional choir. They can pay you for that. Yeah, if you're in like, like top tier choirs that like sing professionally, like do CDs and sing on the radio, like yeah, but I thought like like in America, if you're ten years old, you don't get that. Much. Yeah, no, you can you, still you get don't that get money. paid. You don't get paid much, and you don't get to access it at, for, until you're eighteen. It appeared in oh, my okay. account recently, actually. Well, not too recently, like two years ago. But, um, but yeah, you get that sort of thing, and um, that that's actually what I grew up doing. I literally would have been singing in choirs like out like i don't know more than i was at school almost <laughs> i like it was insane um but and then when your voice breaks then you can't do it anymore because you're not you, they can they need boys it's it's a boys choir so you need boys whose voices aren't break broken and then you train them but then when your voice breaks like they can get men to do that that have been trained for years and years and years so you don't you're not nearly as experienced so you lose the job it's like it's like a short-term job and you do it for five or six years and that's what I did. And that was that was the only real job I've had. And I don't think that classifies as a real job either. <laughs> that's so you've never like gone into an office and like No. I, like, I, I I thought I would, to be honest. I thought I like I had the like standard plan of going to university. You know, like finish school, go to university and then get a regular job like everyone else. But um YouTube just took off for me at the right time. So I had, I, I made the choice not to go. So you oh, because you didn't even go to uh university. No nope. college. I chose not to. I I, I thought I thought, why? I, I wasn't enjoying school as well. That that was a big thing factor for me. I was like, why waste my money? And like, I, it's not a waste of money, obviously, but it's why get go into education more when I could do something I really, really want to do more than any job I feel like I could get on the end of university right now. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. So that's why I just chose to do. I said, um, okay, I'm gonna take YouTube really seriously. For a year, see where it takes me. I had about twenty thousand subscribers at the time when I thought this. I wasn't making enough to do it full time, but so let's take this really seriously. A year later, I had one hundred and seventy thousand subscribers, I think. And is that enough to live off of? Do you think? I think that's enough to live off of, especially when you're living with your parents and don't have any reason to spend money on anything. It's very do easy you, to live off of. Um, do you still? Live with I do still live with my parents. Yeah. Um, Interesting. I yeah no I I because most of my friends are at uni. Like, 
95%. Um, Are we in that 5% that's old? I, I wasn't considering you as like, I was being like friend oh, okay, in London. Cool. <laughs> right, yeah, no, um, I get it. <laughs> and, and I have like a couple friends who's still at home and like a couple friends at uni in London as well, because London's a big place. Um, but like, yeah, see, so you have people at home and like, I see them all the time. Um, I have one friend I've been friends with since I was four called Josh and I literally meet up with him twice a week because he's at home he works for his dad's business and I literally I meet up with him twice a week because he's like one of the only people around and it's like yeah it's just that's what I do and he, he's free a lot as well because obviously he's got a job as well right, so, right, right and right. he chose not to go to uni as well so yeah it, I, I made the decision myself and my parents as well like I was talking to them about it when, when, when I first made the decision they were like is is they because they didn't understand it at all and I'm sure that's the same with every parent um right they, they were trying to like they were like I told them I wanted to do YouTube and they thought that they interpreted that as oh he wants to get into like film and stuff so they were trying to get me like work experience placements at film companies and stuff and I was like no no I want to focus on my YouTube I I I, I don't want to go get an internship and uh, um, I think they got me an internship at Paramount I'll take okay it wasn't an internship it was work experience for like two weeks <laughs> for free and or something and I was, and I remember saying to them, like, I really want to focus on YouTube. I don't want to take two weeks off. And I think that week was like a week where it just blew up for me. Like that I didn't take those two weeks off. I think I gained, like, it was sometime earlier this year and I gained like 30,000 subscribers that month or something. And oh wow, I remember, I remember thinking like, yeah, if I had taken that internship, like that work experience placement, I, 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 I might not have even got to where, where it was. Yeah. So you're like not letting yourself be in the wrong place at the right time. Yeah. Um, I know. Are... I, 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 and I'm glad I, I, now I've got no problem with, um, even like, I feel like I could not upload for a month and my views wouldn't go that low because you get so many views every day just from people watching old videos. Right. And um, that's where the bulk of our down was that, from. Like, was that episode, wrong? This episode is going to be what? You said you couldn't. You you didn't upload for a month. Did your views no, go I, down? I I I oh no! I I could not upload for a month. I oh, upload oh, every oh. week, but um, <laughs> I feel like I could, and um, my views would they'd go down significantly. But I still think I would get twenty, thirty thousand views a day by the end of the month. Does that just not blow your mind that there's twenty thousand people? At least, like your at most days, it's fifty, sixty thousand at least people watching. Does that if not I upload hundred like, thousand? Like, when I think about the numbers we have and that, like, people will sit down and listen to Ethan and I talk about anything for an hour and a half. Like, that is mind-boggling. Yeah, I, I, it is mind-boggling. The number's hard to get your head around. It, I think it really... <coughs> one thing really hit me was... Um, on Sunday, so a couple of days ago, I um, did a live stream on YouTube and it peaked at 2,000 views at one point. Like, there were 2,000 oh people gosh. watching at once. And I was just sat there thinking, like, there are 2,000 people. And I'm sat right where I was sitting during that live stream right now. Like, and right. I, there were just 2,000 people just sat there. And I didn't know what to say. I was just sat there, like... And usually, like, in a live stream, you read the comments and you find something. Comments were going too fast. I couldn't even... I couldn't see them. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't read them. They were just... There were... I don't know how many... Hundreds of comments coming in every few seconds. And I was just like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like... There are so many people watching me right now. Oh, I know. It's got to be completely overwhelming. I did a Instagram live earlier today. I think I peaked at 13 viewers and they were commenting too fast for me to keep up. <laughs> it's like, yeah, so. it, it, it's hard to get your mind around it. And um, it, it's it's more confusing in person. Like, I, 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 more people recognize me in the streets every day. Well, not every I don't go really? out every day, but... Um, <laughs> England's I, a more, small place, man. 
it's England especially is- London. Like I have most of my subscribers live in America. It's probably over fifty percent, but of the fourteen percent that live in England, I think it's like forty thousand or something of my subscribers. Oh my then I imagine if there are forty thousand subscribers in the United Kingdom, there's split around uh, Northern Ireland, Wales, Scotland, and England. There's got to be like fifteen thousand people in London that are subscribed to me that's at least. And that's the, the the city I live in. So right. that's fifteen thousand people that be out and about. Yeah, there's Manchester in, and in the United uh, Kingdom. There's quite a few. Cornwall and Belfast and Edinburgh Birmingham, and I don't know Cardiff. 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 I've yeah, heard of that one. That, yeah, well, that's capital of Wales. Bristol and I don't know. Brighton's even counted as a city now. Even though it doesn't have a cathedral, which just breaks all the rules, but that's a completely different. Apparently, but the Queen said it was okay and it could be a city. I don't really understand it. It's a completely different conversation. (laughs) So I don't, I don't have any knowledge on. Seamus, you know what's funny about that live stream you're talking about? While you were doing that live stream, I was watching Revenge of the Sith on my computer, sat where I am, with a notification stuck on my screen that wouldn't go away about your live stream. Well, there we go. That's why there were so many people watching, wasn't it? (laughs) It just wouldn't let... No, actually, one interesting thing I noticed, and um, I lost a lot of subscribers during that live stream, which I found weird, but also I was was expecting it. Because it's like... A lot of people are subscribed to me just because they think I'm going to post theories about Pixar, let's say, and because that would be the first video they watched of mine. And that's all they want to see. They don't care about anything else. And say I haven't posted a video that's a Pixar theory that's like been good that they wanted to see, that they've enjoyed for a couple months, they're going to unsubscribe. Um, And I I don't even post all that many theories. My channel's gone just in a completely different direction to what i thought it would go like i just post all sorts of things now basically just it's basically just a a, a library of videos i've made it's a sandbox yeah i just i just throw stuff in there if i want to talk about something i'm going to talk about it if i don't want to talk about something i don't want to talk about it like i i i don't even make that many like i i haven't made a, i've made like one harry potter video this year and it's like wow i i used to make loads of them but um, how hufflepuff of you i i know it's like <laughs> i i i'm sure you find that quite unusual <laughs> but it's like it's like i'm just gonna make what i want to make like, i haven't even made 200 videos on my channel and it's like I, but i so but i just i i just make whatever i want to make and if people want to watch them that's great if they don't then there's a bit more of a problem but <laughs> so yeah. wait you have how many subscribers approximately right now i'm sure you know the I exact can, count i, I, off the top I, of your I head, can but... actually find the live count is at 239,132 okay and you're getting 50 60,000 views a day yeah that's a pretty good return on those subscribers from what i, I think understand that's pretty good i think that's pretty good like um well, I just uploaded like an hour ago, so um, the the views will be higher now. But um, yeah, I I I think it's good. But like you can I, I, then, in my defense, I've only been on YouTube. I've been on YouTube for less than two years, so it's like if someone has subscribed to me, they probably subscribed to me in the last eighteen months. Well, yeah, and I think what you find is, you know, when you lose subscribers because you go live or whatever and people get that notification, you're not losing anything. Like, you're losing yeah, that yeah. number on the sub count, but yeah. you're strengthening a community. 
But I, you're getting rid of the people who don't want to be a part of it. I tweeted out something very similar um, the other day. Um, I, I, I'm actually, I'm going to go reference this tweet because I think losing subscribers is almost important um, to YouTube because if you focus too much on losing subscribers, you don't want to lose subscribers, you're going to make such um, uh, like... Like vanilla videos, right? Yeah, yeah like, like the so focused... Content. Yeah, you, it, you're gonna. Yeah, you, you're not gonna. I, I, I don't really care if I lose subscribers. I, I've, I made that video uh, called "Why I Don't Like Moana," and I think I lost four hundred subscribers that day. It was, it was insane how many subscribers I lost that day. Um, just because, because, because they disagreed with my opinion on a film, and I was like, okay, I, I, I get it. I, you, you disagree with me. You don't, you don't like my opinion. That's fine with me. But, That's um, wild. It's like, but so so many people would um, uh, not share an opinion like that because they don't want to lose the subscribers. But if you're afraid to do something like that, you've got automatically less personality in your videos. And the reason people subscribe is because they want to see your personality. They want to They want to find someone they can relate to. They want to find someone they, they find funny. And if I'm just going to sit there and be opinionless, then... Um, <laughs> it's just that that's not gonna what's gonna gain me subscribers well and it's also you know just i've known you on the internet for a while it's just not who you are like seamus mm. has opinions that's yeah. who seamus is seamus has thoughts on things yeah and i completely agree with that but i know a lot of youtubers that don't like um <laughs> don't share their opinions that's what i said i said too many people are trying to get into youtube they find an audience and then they just play it safe they they don't take risks they just they they find an audience that likes what they do but they and then they just think okay i can just keep making videos like that let, let, but like how about you take a risk you 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 try something different it might not work then fine but if it works then your audience grows even larger yeah i think what's important to remember is you know that first video i made that went viral might not have worked so yeah i might lose some of my audience that loved that first viral video i made or that first you know big whatever it was yeah but now I might get a whole different type of audience coming mm. together. And if I if I make two videos with 500,000 views and none of those people are the same, then it's better than two of the same videos with the same 500,000 people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like, get that, yeah. I'm reaching a million people instead of 500,000. And you can look at YouTubers who um, just um, have an audience for something and then use that audience to grow in to make videos what they want to make. So they get this audience by making something, then build that audience into something new with the current the the starting audience they can start making what they really want to make yeah well this is this has actually been a super interesting conversation on the intricacies of youtube yeah <laughs> uh, I, I have, we're actually i have a quick question before we move on before we move back okay okay seamus can you give me like a one minute or maybe like a 30 second however long it takes why do you hate moana okay i can briefly explain it i it, it, it's probably not the best reason but um the first time i watched it um, I was watching with my girlfriend and we were both like, um, we were, it was fine. It was, um, and it, we were enjoying it. It was okay. And then we like got to the end of the film and, um, the whole film was like finding Maui his, um, his hook. Um, and like, so he could turn into this demi god. I've only seen it once, um, where he, um, <laughs> so he could take on this green creature thing I, I don't know what she is but like she's like some lava monster and then she turns into this creature Tafiti. Um, Tafiti, that's it um um but then he flies off firstly it's very obvious he's going to come back but then she basically takes Tafiti on without his help and then comes back and then he comes back and kind of helps her but like she didn't really need his help which means the whole story of 
<laughs> her going to find him, going facing Tamatoa, all those like weird coconut creatures, was kind of irrelevant to the rest of the story, I felt. And I remember us both thinking that, and we were both like, oh, this was a little disappointing. Like, we were expecting more, almost, from it. And it was just, I, I, I don't know, I, I, I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. I don't hate the film. I think the animation's great. It looks really good. The music's great. I think, um, and um, I don't think the characters are that bad. I just didn't really like the storyline that much. Fair enough. I, yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I, I've heard someone make the argument like, um, well, technically isn't Inside Out a film you really like basically the same where they um, could have just put the memories through um, the, 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 this headquarters and whoa, it send them straight whoa, back whoa, to headquarters. Whoa, 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 whoa. You, you don't need to explain. Like, I mean, obviously we asked you to explain, but like, it's okay to like one movie and not like another movie that has a similar story like that's okay yeah i think it's okay but someone someone's like how can you dislike this one and not dislike this one i was like okay, well but. i mean because it's different the, characters, the, the, different the problem is, is once you start studio once you start <laughs> once you start approaching movies like that it's like you can make that argument with pretty much any movie like yeah like anakin or uh, qui-gon jinn could have just killed anakin skywalker as soon as he found out about the midichlorians in phantom menace and we would have never had star wars the whole series would have yeah, just been like exactly done neat mm, yeah but i i couldn't there's always like an easy way out that's what makes it a story hermione could right. have killed harry on the hogwarts express as her first spell, like I've learned one spell, Avada Kedavra, and then it'd been over. It's so disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So, but yeah, but real quick, give us give us your final thoughts on Revenge of the Sith, Seamus. I like it. It's uh, definitely the best of the prequels. Um, personally, I think it should have been the middle one, and there should have been like a real Darth Vader story afterwards, le leading into a New Hope, so we got like more about Darth Vader. Um, but I I, I don't think there are too many. There, there's there are mistakes in there and there are flaws, but I, I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it's a good movie. It's enjoyable. I I I I, I don't know too many people who'd watch it and be like, ah, oh, that wasn't a good movie. It's it's a fun movie to watch, and it's got a lot of fight scenes in it. It's full of action, and yeah, it's just an all around good film. I I very much agree with that. I think that uh you know it's not a ten out of ten like our positive review at the beginning might have said, but uh, it's a solid movie. You know, it's it's really enjoyable to watch. I found myself while I was watching it getting emotional with the characters, and um you know there's couple like weird shots and stuff like that but overall i like the action i like the characters i like i actually like the dialogue and, and i really love the villain uh you know oh, probably yeah. more than anything else um so that that's my thoughts Ethan's, what, what are your final thoughts i'm with it i mean it it was you know it it tied the prequel trilogy together i think it was probably as well as it could have done based on what they had already set it up with it's like i said they had a lot of loose ends to put together and they did it pretty well. I mean, it was it was a good effort. Awesome. So let's let's rank our villain here. We've got Sheev Palpatine, uh, the Emperor. Or do you want to do Darth Vader? Both. Por qué no los dos? Sheev is a great villain. He's definitely not Heath Ledger in any by any means. Our, our mm -hmm. scale here, Seamus, is from Tommy Lee Jones in what, Batman Returns. Okay. Uh, no, uh, Batman Forever. Batman Forever. Okay. Where he's playing Two Face, uh, and he just keeps flipping the coin, which is something Two Face would never do. Uh, all the way up to Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight playing the Joker, which is a role I'm sure you're familiar with. Yes. Uh, that's the greatest villain of all time. Yeah, I'm, I'm... I think we fall. Go ahead. Oh no, I just that that role's never gonna be. Should just they should leave the Joker out of films for the future. Like they just no one's ever gonna improve upon that. <laughs> Yeah, no one's ever going to improve on it, and they gave... I think if anybody could have, it would have been Jared Leto, because he's such a good method actor, and he did it so poorly. Heath Ledger um, died for that role. Yeah. Like, he so. literally put his life into it. Yeah, let's not make that a standard, though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree. Like, I'm cool with great actors not dying for roles. Yeah. Like... 
Right. Um, so we're starting with Palpatine. Yeah, yeah. I think Palpatine is, is a solid 8.5. Yeah, he's pretty high up scale. there, in my opinion. Yeah, he's, he's smart. I think, I think maybe 9, 9.5. Like, he's definitely one of the best, like, sci-fi villains ever. He's, like, just the way he orchestrates everything is genius. If you compare it to, like, Voldemort, for example, whose just plan is completely flawed, like... It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. like, the, or most villains. Yeah, I think it's great. <laughs> I... Uh, are you ranking on acting or just like the villain plan? Just the villain. Overall? Just yeah, I the, think like, the that character. The, the only real flaw for it for me was there wasn't a big reveal of it. They were trying to make it out like it was a big reveal, but it just it wasn't. Yeah, to me, there's no doubt ever that he was. The, I think the emperor. I think it was implied in the Phantom Menace as well. Like Yoda literally says, "There's there's always two, and then it shoot like the the camera shoots him, and it's like okay. Well, so. I mean, also his name is Emperor Palpatine in yeah. A New Hope. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's... like. <laughs> its name is Emperor Palpatine. Like I don't. I, there's nothing else I can really say about that because like they would have had to name him something else. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Way to sheave his first name. Yeah, sheave Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Steve Palpatine. <laughs> uh, Vader. Vader in this movie. Uh, I don't know. He's he's middle of the pack. I, I just don't care. Uh, he's he's much better in Rogue One. Rogue One is sweet. Um, and uh, well, not Rogue One is sweet. I want to be very careful about how I. Yeah, because James Earl Jones' delivery is a lot better than Hayden Christensen's. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I think his, no. his turn to the dark side was quite sudden. It is quite sudden, but it's what they've been building up to this whole time. Yeah, so why did they but, do it within, like, like 10 minutes or something of film time? Like, right. couldn't they have made... Well, I guess they he killed off people in, in the film before, but I feel like still he could have, they could have had a whole film dedicating to him turning to the dark side. I think they did. I think it's called Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, but, like, he he turned so quickly, like, over a longer period of time. I, th- I think it's something that's... You know, the Force is such, like, a ethereal thing. It's, you know, it's not something you can see. You can see its effects, but you can't see its, like, its itself. So I think they had a hard time doing that spectrum of, like, okay, at the beginning of this movie, he's full-fledged Jedi. He is saving... Obi Wan and doing all these things, but he's not. At the beginning of the movie, he's cutting Count Dooku's head off. You know, it's like yeah. that's not what a Jedi would do. And then by the end of it, he's you know slaughtering Viceroy Gunray and all stuff like that. And it's like he almost starts off a little too evil, you know. Mm. But I, I'm with you there. I'm giving him a five. I can agree with that. I'm, uh, I'm gonna give him a five. Yeah, I can agree with that. Maybe a now, six. The movie, so we need to rank it. We do two rankings here, Seamus. We do a Star Wars ranking. Uh, where does it fall within the Star Wars series that we've watched already? So that would include The Last Jedi and now all the prequels. Okay. Um, and then we do a uh, just an overall of all the films we've ever reviewed ranking, uh, which it's fine if you don't know all the movies we've ever reviewed. It's the Marvel ones, uh, Back to the Futures and... The Last the, Jedi. The, the, the last, you've done The Last Jedi. We've done The Last Jedi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's exactly it. Um, so even uh, would you like? I think, would you like a list of all twenty-four movies we've done so far? I I, I can I can make a guess to, to the number. If, well, here's if, here's what we do. You want like is, a really accurate like placement? Do you think this will be in the top half of movies we reviewed or the bottom half? Uh, probably the top half. I don't even know at this point. Like I'm looking at our list and I'm like, this is a tough. I'm one. like the the thing with Marvel movies, they're very formulaic and a lot of them aren't that memorable in my opinion. So um. I, I yeah. don't know, I, I would say it ranks in the top half of Marvel movies and the majority of the films are Marvel movies on this list, right? Correct. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. Like, the non-formulaic Marvel movies either are terrible or are great. Uh, you know, The Incredible Hulk doesn't follow the formula and it's oh, yeah. terrible. Um, so, but, then there's, but then there's, you know, like Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> and Thor Ragnarok, which are just amazing. Mm. Uh, and also don't really follow the formula. Well, okay, so um, let's start with the Star Wars ranking then. That'll get us somewhere. 
in toward. Yeah. So is it is it better than the Phantom Menace? Yes. Yes. Is it better than the Clone Wars or Attack, Attack of the Clones? Clones? God, I keep getting that wrong. <laughs> yes. Is yeah, it better than The Last Jedi? Jedi? No. 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 There you go. Okay, so it's one, two, three, eight so far for Star Wars. Well, it's eight, three, two, one. Right, from from, yeah. from the bottom up. Okay, Yeah. so that puts us, let's see, uh, oh gosh. So here's what you can do, Ethan. Yeah. Where do we have... Where do we have The Last Jedi ranked? The Last Jedi is two. Okay, and where do we have Attack of the Clones ranked? Uh, 18. Okay, so that we can cut, like, six movies out. Yeah, that's what I was, that's why I said let's do that first. Yeah. Okay, so, okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wait, so Last Jedi is ranked second on your all-time, like, film list. Yes. That's... We, that's highly ranked. So Last Jedi... I said I liked get, it, but... Last Jedi will get re-ranked when we do it as the two of us, because Ben was on the show when they re- ranked it. No, yeah. you and I ranked it. Uh, we, I know, but Ben was on the show when we did the review. So I think we're going to do a second review on the digital and Blu-ray copy, um, because I think just the hype of Star Wars around Christmas time might have been a little powerful. And I could be wrong. We could get back to it. But as of right now, it is ranked number two. Okay, uh, let's see. I think... I can think of... I'm trying to think of every Marvel movie off the top of my head, but there are so many. Well, what Ethan will do is he'll start at... You know, we know it's better than Attack of the Clones. We'll start at 17, and he'll just say, is it better than our 17? Is it better than than Thor? Yeah. Is it better than Iron Man 3? Yes. Is it better than Ant-Man? Ooh, no. I wouldn't say it is, no. Okay. But I might say it's better than some of the ones higher up on the list. Okay, so you want me to keep... (laughs) Yeah. You want to keep going, or...? Yeah, I want to keep going. Ant-Man that low. Yeah, Ant-Man's 15. Ant-Man is... That, that Ant-Man's a really good film. I just love the Mexican guy in it. Luis. That, yeah, I feel a... like he's the only reason I like the film, to be honest, but I mean, he was great. Same. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then, Seamus, I know you're going to disagree with this one. Or, is the Winter Soldier next? Is the Winter Soldier is next, yeah. Oh, got 14. 14th. <laughs> wow. We didn't, Winter Soldier is what we like to call overrated here at Bacon and Eggs. I, that's fine, that's fine. I so, really liked it. So... Tyler, is it better than the Winter Soldier? I still think no. Okay, so it's not better than Ant-Man or the Winter Soldier. Correct. Okay, so that that would make it six, the new 16. I think that's fair. Okay. What are some of the other films you've got up there? The... Do you want me to read the list off? Yeah. Okay, so number one is Back to the Future. Okay. Uh, number okay. two is The Last Jedi. Okay. Three is Thor Ragnarok. Four is okay. Black Panther. Five is Iron Man. Six is Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, seven yeah. is Captain America Civil War. 8 is Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, 9 is Age of Ultron, 10 is The Normal Avengers, 11 is Doctor would, Strange. Ooh, would I? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Oof. No, I, okay, I haven't found a film that I would rank it over yet. Uh, 12 is the first Captain America, 13 I would rank it over that first Captain America. You didn't like the first Captain America? Not really. Well, so we're in the same ballpark. Yeah. The only other one I was thinking I stuttered a little on was uh, Age of Ultron. I'm not that big a fan of it. I much prefer the original Avengers. We hear that a lot. Yeah. Uh, Eventually, we're going to be brought to trial on that, I think, on, on ranking it over the the original Avengers. <laughs> well, when Infinity War comes out, and better than both of them, there'll be no problem. I mean, if, according to you, the, the Avengers movies have been trending downwards so who knows mm, i i well yeah but this one looks good yeah, fair enough it's got it's got Thanos in it so we'll stick it underneath ant-man i'm cool with that yeah, i'm cool with that i love all those movies yes i'm surprised guardians of the galaxy is so far down our list but i like all the ones above it so <laughs> we kept we kept sticking stuff on top of it yeah. i i i didn't really like guardians of the galaxy 2 that much personally. oh guardians no, of the galaxy but... 2 is uh currently 21st now oh wow that's low yeah i i, I didn't like it but i wouldn't, I wouldn't oh no sorry 20 22nd well, yeah it's not good it's, i mean it was it was good i just i didn't feel like there was anything special about it there's nothing it's not better than this movie no, we've no. we've got it as the third worst marvel movie what would be the what your worst two uh the incredible hulk and thor the dark world fair enough i can i can for that <laughs> i would say captain america the first avengers down there though as well wow. really yeah well i our, really didn't think our, it was good our bottom movie probably i'm hoping 
for a long time is the Phantom Menace. <laughs> well, what would you have to be reviewing to? I don't know the that? room. Chamber of Secrets. Do you not like Chamber of Secrets? No, I don't really like. I, I don't really like the Harry Potter movies that much as a whole. But that's a completely different. Um, Chamber of Secrets was tale. a good movie. It was a bad book. Sorry. I disagree. It's the other way around. I just think they're all pretty bad movies and all good books. I mean, yeah. The only bad movie was Six. Yeah, I don't like Six that much. I, I Deathly Hallows Part 1 as well. Ugh. Six was the best book, but the worst movie, in my opinion. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. Except Deathly Hallows Part 1 is the worst movie, because that movie's just irrelevant. Interesting commentary. Such a Hufflepuff. Um, am I? I, I? I feel like I need to, like, vouch for this. I keep getting called a Slytherin. Like, even in the Super Colin Brothers Discord, I'm referred to as a Slytherin now. It's not going I... joke on my channel. They, that, people just say I'm a Slytherin. In. So I just I I make jokes about it. I'm like, yeah, it's awkward that you guys appreciate me as a Hufflepuff because I'm a Slytherin, but I am a Hufflepuff. Obviously, it's just a joke. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're clearly a Hufflepuff. Yeah. I feel I feel like it's pretty clear. But so we're both Ravenclaws. We actually did this on the podcast where we yeah did the I saw more. this one and and you said Hufflepuff is a third tier house. Yep. <laughs> Do you listen to every episode, James? <laughs> no, no, I, I've seen a few. I I I I don't listen to too many podcasts because. Here in the UK, we, like, I, I feel like in America, you could just go for a drive and you could be driving for days and then you have time to listen to podcasts. I don't really go anywhere that is going to leave me just to listen to something for Do you have a based on what, on what I don't you drive. just said, Based on what you just said and all the Frank Turner music I listen to makes me think that you people in the UK just think we all get in cars and drive for hours and hours and hours and hours. I, I no do reason. have an impression you drive a lot, from, even just <laughs> I, from my last visit, because like... There are so many more cars. We, we, especially where I'm from in London, people don't need to drive. Had you ever been in a truck when you got in Ben's truck? I got in Ben's truck. I, I told him that car would be illegal here. Like it had so much fuel. I, I, I don't think I ever have. No. Interesting. But yeah, I drive thirty miles to work every day. Yeah, yeah that's that's yes, I do. That's incredible. Like, I, I, no, I drive. I drive close to a hundred miles a day. I, I get up and walk across the corridor tomorrow i'll do that you use words like corridor and <laughs> I, I, I driving 100 miles in the uk you, you don't do that i feel like i mean I, I have a very specific type of job that requires me to drive like i drive the same 30 mile radius but i drive 100 miles i i used to have considered a long commute to school and it was a two mile but you probably like city traffic oh i just walked it i i i didn't get i didn't get driven a two mile commute is a long walk it's, it was about under 30 minutes if you're doing it right if i was in elementary school yeah no i live oh, two no, miles. I, did, I mean i mean i meant secondary school I live two is miles there, from my secondary school? school. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, secondary school is what... Oh, I don't know what you'd call it, but it's like... It's like seven... This last seven years of school. That'd be middle and high. Okay. Yeah, I lived two miles from our high school, and, and I drove there every day. In a, <laughs> in a car with a six-cylinder engine. Yeah, cars just um, is used... Much, or you get the tube places here. We've got very, very good I'm, public I'm, I'm, like, saying all these things like I've never been to London. Like, I don't know what it's like. When we were in London, Seamus was walking to secondary school for, like, the first time. Uh, how? When did you go to, go to London? Uh, we played for the Diamond Jubilee in 2012. Okay, wow. So, I no, I'd have been, I'd been well into school by then, but, yeah, I would have been... You would have been like secondary. School, you would have right? been. Yeah, I'd have been I'd have been. I'd have been fourteen. Yeah. It was New Year's, like Christmas time. Um, you would have been on holiday. Oh, I'd have been on holiday, but yeah. <laughs> we call that vacation here. Yeah, you do. I knew that. This is one of the words I'm familiar with. You, this whole conversation has been so baffling to me. Your language is so different. I it's can, not. 
I could hear Ty's I, I, get I, mad I, I, when you talked about going to university because he has this thing when American people call it uni. They're wrong. It's not what it's called in America. <laughs> oh, what do you call it? It's college. See, you, like, for us, college is the last two years of school. If you go, you can choose. If you move, there's sick form which if you basically stay at your secondary school and then there's college you if you ba it basically just does two years okay so, so it's, a very, it's a very in the different States, thing for the, uh, the, the the definition is murky because so many places are just called university now but the way i was taught is that a university is somewhere that has a graduate program but a college is where you get your undergraduate four-year bachelor's degree okay i yeah I, I don't really know what that, that meant, to be honest, I, as a non-uni goer. <laughs> but, yeah. Interesting. I don't know. Anyway, I don't like it. What's an, like what's an A-level? An A-level is the last two years of school. But the exams you, you do. Years? Well, you do, um, you have, so for your last four years of school, you have your GCSEs, which take two years, and then you have A-levels that take two years. When do you take your OWLS? I don't know what that is. The owls? What you, you're, you write videos oh, on Harry Potter. Oh, you wrote, oh, oh, you said OW. I just didn't, I, I, I'd have understood if you said owls. I didn't process it. I thought that was like a terminology. Owls <laughs> no, no. are, uh, are the equivalents to GCSEs in Harry Potter. And newts and are the equivalent newts to A-levels. equivalent to A-levels, yeah. That's it, fascinating. At least in J.K. Rowling's mind, that's what it would have been. Also, I found out recently that houses don't exist in American schools. What, they do exist? What do you mean? Oh, do they? I was told they weren't. Maybe it was just that no, one no, no, person. No, that's, that's not a thing. Oh. Like, we Oh no, they they exist. Yeah, we had houses. We have houses. What does schools. that mean? Yeah, it's just like it, to sort you into things, like for like a school sports day, for example, the teams you'd be in. Did, did we you... kind of had that, like in like sixth grade, like when we were twelve, I was an owl, and I think Ethan was a falcon. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, that's basically the concept of it. It's like yeah, for school sports and stuff, you had like um, just teams, and you teamed up, and that was your house. But they called them houses. But we didn't have any like intra intricate sorting ceremonies or anything. There was no hat. There was no hat. Okay. This was, the, but I'd have been put into my house almost, well, not before, but like it would have been a thing before Harry Potter was really a thing. And they're named off, but they are named after uh, uh, former teachers. So I guess that's traditional. Interesting. My house at well, my school I mean, was called Roberts. So, and it was the red house. So the more you know. The more you know. This is well, fascinating. We, do, we really do need to, to, to wrap Yeah, I feel like it's probably your longest one ever. No. No, it'll, Isn't it'll it? get, they always go this long. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, this has been a ton of fun, Seamus. Thank you so much yeah. for having us or for for joining us. So uh, thank you, real thank quick, you for having me, Seamus. What is next for Seamus? What's next for me? Yeah, on my channel. This video goes viral. That he just no, but I mean, where do you, where where do you see yourself going? Like, what are your what's your I don't know. Anything oh, big coming up? Um, I want to start making Stranger Things videos. Do it. That's Do it. definitely something. And I'm just branching out to doing lots of stuff that's just nothing to do with Pixar. Hyper. I'm just going to make more comedy videos, to be honest. Because that's what I started doing on my channel and it didn't have any success. But I, I want. I still want to do that. So just stuff to entertain people. Fair enough. That's the dream right there. When are you coming yeah. back to uh, America? Um, June. Yeah, we're going to meet. Oh, yeah. For a right. For oh, are you guys coming? Of course we're coming. That's terrific. Yeah, we'll um, be there. I was actually Ben still hasn't replied to me, but um, so um, I need to I need to message him. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds. I was right. talking. I, I was talking to Ben about arranging the trip. So uh, he always texts me, but well, you're his brother though, so yeah. I'm Sometimes just, there was a time when I wasn't like creating content that it was occasionally challenging to get in touch with them. Yeah, well, I I, I don't get what Ben does to be honest. Like he 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 does this like aquarium stuff, but he also does the Super Colin Brothers stuff. I. 
he owns a business that he has managers for, and then he steps in when he needs to, but he's pretty hands-off, and he full-time does Super Fallen Brothers. That's great. Yeah. Nope. No, Ben's got to figure it out. He works out yeah, a lot. Ben, yeah, I know yeah. that. <laughs> I, he he, took, me, he took me to the rock climbing gym. Yeah? Was it hard? I never rock climbed before, before I did it. And then uh, Jay recorded it for his vlog, and it just looked so embarrassing, because it was like, this guy has no idea what he's doing. Got like half the way up a, like, a thing and fell off, and it was like, oh, this has been seen by... Sixty thousand people now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's every one of Jay's vlogs. Every time like, hanging out with him is interesting because the camera's always there. Uh, I think that's good though. Oh yeah, his son's gonna hopefully love it. Oh, if Luke doesn't like it, then <laughs> burn it off. Just hit that delete button on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, let's go ahead and sign off. Well, we get, we never get a breakfast food. Oh yeah. Oh, breakfast food. Is this crumpets? I don't know what crumpets are. Crumpets. And it's also you eat with tea. Crumpets or something? Do you do tea? Is that? Um. Well, not really. You'd do it on a Sunday. Um. It's because you wouldn't do it on a working day. But it's like I don't know. You'd have lunch at twelve one ish, and then you'd have tea maybe four or five ish cup of tea. Have a scone or a, um crumpets or something, and then. So uh, crumpets aren't a breakfast food, though. Yeah, I guess you could. You can do whatever you want, really. But um, <laughs> that's when we'd have them, and then on Sunday, and then you'd have uh dinner after that. Interesting. So uh, if you had to give this movie a breakfast food, Seamus, what would it be? A breakfast food. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so oh, that's a that. Can I? Can you come back to me? I, I like. Can you guys do yours so I can think? Yeah, sure. Okay. Thank <laughs> you. I was asking oh. you because I didn't want to figure it out. <laughs> I almost forgot about the breakfast food. I, I mean, I did forget I you... about it, but like. <laughs> Yeah. Um. Uh, God. This is a very tough question. It is a tough question. We we run into this problem a lot, but I think what it's, is uh... so it's something good that like it would be tasty, but like it's not. What is the, like the, the connective breakfast? tissue of breakfast? I don't know. Because it like brings everything together. You don't have courses at breakfast. That's no. the problem. It's a, <laughs> uh, it's a rug, man. It really ties the room together. Right. <laughs> Um, Honest, is there? Go ahead. I just say toast. Is that is that an acceptable answer? Just toast with like I, jam on it or something. I was thinking like hash browns, which is like <laughs> potatoes. I was only thinking jam because it could be sticky and it sticks. It, it, it fits everything together. It's like sticks everything together. I don't know. That was my metaphor. No, I we'll like go that. with it. I like that because <laughs> I like that because it, it also it, it completes it all. You know, it, it is like Ethan's negative review says that piece of the puzzle that connects it all and takes away. It answers a lot of questions, which has its own problems. Creates but more. It, yeah. yeah, I like that. Uh, uh, toast with oh, jam. you call it jelly, don't you? Am I correct in thinking that? Well, no, 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 no. no. Jelly has chunks. Jam is other uh, other way around. Okay, other way around. Jelly, do you know, do you know what jelly is to us? Jello, like yeah, like gelatin. Yeah. So, first time I heard of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I was very confused. <laughs> what do you put on your sandwich? Jam. Well, you definitely don't mix peanut butter and jam, but. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, it, yeah, but peanut butter and jelly. To my knowledge, when I first heard it, was spreading peanut butter on what you'd call Jello on bread, and I was like, sorry, what? But. Um, <laughs> That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what I thought. <laughs> Not that peanut butter and jam doesn't sound gross. I've never had one before, so... Um, I've had this it, it, specific conversation so many times in my life. I, I, I feel like it's so popular, it's got to work, but it just I can't see why. Oh, now. man. Oh. Anyway, so, Seamus, how do people get in touch with you? Obviously, you know, you probably don't accept DMs from everybody, but it, where, where do people find you on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube? And oh, am I going to be able to plug everything? Yeah. 
Yeah, this is the time. Great. Um, so my, I've got different ads on everything because I didn't think it through as a child. Um, so I've got um, Twitter at Gorman Seamus, which is, and then my Instagram is at Seamus Gorman 4. Yeah, that's basically it. My channel's called Seamus Gorman. If you search Seamus Gorman into the search bar, Seamus spelled S-E-A-M-U-S because no one knows, knows how to spell it and um, into the search bar you'll find me and we'll be fine Wait, no one knows how to spell Seamus no it's always an H in there by some people oh I learned how to spell Seamus when I angrily tweeted back in his New Year's at some point I angrily tweeted Ethan and I watched all the Harry Potter yeah, Tyler went on a rage fit about I, Seamus Finnegan oh no I, great I live tweeted how much I hate Seamus throughout the <laughs> <laughs> no I, 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 I can I, I've experienced a life of people being unable to spell my name. It makes me wish I lived in Ireland because everyone knows how to spell it over there because it's an Irish name. Mm. What does the Queen think of that? Is she not? Is she not your fan? Um, I've I've never met the Queen. Um, but I've I, met the Queen. Have you? No. No, but I played for the Queen, but she wasn't there. <laughs> I, I have friends who have met the Queen, but like I, I don't think it's as much of an achievement if you live in London because she's basically always around. Well, not really. She's not like walking around the streets. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> it's you don't just, just you run into her Tesco. <laughs> no. I'm glad you knew Tesco. We've been there. Yeah, we oh. we stayed there for a I'm, whole week. I'm impressed week. though. I'm impressed with your knowledge. It's better You're than not running into the Queen at Pret Pret Manger. Well, see, we, yeah. we were we got familiar with Tesco because the area of the city we were staying in, everything except pubs, Indian restaurants, and the Tesco Express closed after 8 p.m. <laughs> like, there's actually a Tesco Express very near my house. It's 24/7, which is very convenient. Yeah, so we ate a lot of food from that Tesco Express. I, I that's literally my dinner tonight. Yeah, because we Even were. Even though it's three in the morning, we yeah. were jet lagged at, at you know three o'clock in the morning, which is seven a.m. You know our time or whatever midnight our time. I don't know how time shifts work, but it was <laughs> yeah, either early or late, and we were hungry at three o'clock in the morning. And from what I can tell, Seamus has been jet lagged since he came to America and then returned to England. And he's been on Eastern Standard Time the whole time. <laughs> that's not like that's, that, that's true. Um, it's three a.m. where he is. <laughs> I I've I. I think I was in a pretty bad sleeping pattern before I came anyway, because I remember, like, Derek asked me when I arrived in the office, like, are you feeling jet-lagged? And I was like, no, I wasn't affected by it at all. Like, <laughs> I literally just got off the plane, and I was like, I'm fine. This is my regular sleeping pattern. I was just waking up in normal times. Right. But I, so I, I, it does get messed up every now and again. Like, every now and again, I sleep, like, for four hours. Say I've got, like, a flight to somewhere in, like, like I'd have I'd book a flight, like, nine in the morning or something, and I'd be like... Oh, okay, I've got to get up early and just don't sleep. That's crazy. Uh, well, thank everybody for listening to Bacon and Eggs with Tyler and Ethan. And this this week, Shane is talking Revenge of the Sith. As always, you can get in touch with me. I'm at AmeriCarlin. It's America, R-L-I-N, on uh, this side of the pond, on Facebook, on Twitter and Instagram, not Facebook. But on Facebook, you can join our Facebook group, Bacon and Eggs Fans. You can search it and join it. Seamus is not a part of it. Sorry about it. Oh, uh, I'm joining right now. Oh, you are? Facebook.com opened up i don't use my facebook though so i, I very much i've deleted the app but i'll join they, okay shameless is a part of it fair enough this is shocking <laughs> typically our high clout guests do not join oh did um bake is it bacon and eggs fans yeah yeah i found it four posts a day yeah that's incredible are the admins are you and ethan uh, there we go found it this is so exciting i'm gonna add I'm you gonna to prove it yeah. I'm going to add you guys Never as friends approved. as well. So Asked to join. Approval. <laughs> Shit, approve. You're, you're in the I group. approved yeah. him. As did I. That was crazy. Um, 
Seamus is a part of the Facebook group, so you can always chat with him. Two mutual friends. I'm going to guess they're Benjamin and Jonathan. Yep. Um, and you can get in touch with Ethan. He's at Wow Now on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, the O's are zeros. Yep, that's and cool. you can get in touch with the podcast at BaconNetics23 uh, on Twitter. We have a ton of fun over there on Twitter. It's like our favorite way to communicate with people, except for, of course, the Facebook group, which is just endless fun um what else do i say Ethan? uh oh uh you can go to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs if you want to help us keep the lights on around here over at bacon and eggs as well as what else do we do uh, i think this is everything i think that's do. everything I we like talk about our artwork is done by Vashon Brandon. If you want to get in touch with him, let us know. BaconandEggsMedia at gmail.com. You can get in touch with us at any time for anything. If we don't respond, it's not because we don't like you. It's because we haven't gotten to it. Yeah, we have well. jobs, sadly. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah we, unlike old old Shamey here. <laughs> and until next week, Arrivederci. Anakin, I've got the high ground. Oh, do we stop recording? Okay.